up everybody welcome to real chronicles i'm your host david this is episode 100 you made it guys i'm i'm joined with a lot of people today but the first person i want to introduce is the man that started it with me making his return from parts unknown Ooh, after having dinner hey. with the ultimate warrior what's up blue boogie with a hoodie on, everybody. i don't back. know what i did with ultimate warrior but i'm here <laughs> <laughs> how you been lou i've been good how you guys been Getting married? Yeah, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, ha- yeah. I happened to be in the same uh, venue. Pretty sure we were in the same theater. No, I didn't get married. Yeah. I was just there to witness. Oh. We missed you, Lou. Yeah, I missed you guys too. That's good. That's good. And joining us, as always, what's up, Leo? Yo, what's up? Happy 100th. What's up, Jen? Yay, we made it. <laughs> and what's up, Ryan? What's happening, all? And what's episode 100 without two of our favorite guest hosts? What's up, Serge? What's up, guys? And returning for the second straight week, what's up, Christian? We got a hot streak going, two weeks running. There you go. Oh, we doing go. it. We'd be doing it. How <laughs> many hashtags did he create this week? He did. He's a very popular guest star. Um, we have a lot to break down this we week. We have to talk about Area 51 and the way that we would create a film about the storming of <laughs> Area 51. There's film stuff going on right now. Oh, because you know three years from now, a film will be created about the kids of these idiots that are storming Area 51. There already 51. is one, Plan 9 from Outer Space. Oh. Has anyone ever heard of Plan 9 No, I mean like a new space? one, like, like, a, like a horror comedy of like a, like a bunch of idiots that are about to storm Area 51 and like they're playing. I'm sorry, I'm there, rambling. There you have so, it, for the 100th episode, we're not talking about movies we're just at Area all. Area 51. <laughs> the way you described it, I feel, I feel like we're the easy cast here. So there's a, a straight misdirect. There's a lot to break down and we have a little fun uh, top 30 something that we're going to break down at the end of the episode. But before we get started, there we're is old. a lot of news to break down. Um, so... I've never been happier for a company that's worth billions of dollars to break a record. And that being said, at San Diego Comic-Con, it was announced finally that Marvel, Disney's Marvel Avengers Endgame has beaten Disney's Avatar to take the number one spot of all time. Those stupid overgrown Smurfs. (laughs) (laughs) Smurfs. So here's my thing. Here's my thing. I think they knew this. And they saved the announcement oh, for for SCCC. They're like, Kevin Feige's like, here's my mini dick. And then he's <laughs> like, here's my giant face for Mandingo. So it's it passes all-time record $2.79 billion. I think it's at $2.85 billion at the moment. So, And then I also read an article that they haven't even released a re-release in all the markets internationally yet. So there's still more money. Jeez, so they are going to get all the money. Yeah, until all of it, it. and James Cameron had to like swallow his pride, and he sent out a tweet, which was nice, of congratulating Kevin Feige of beating him twice, first with Titanic and then with Avatar. Uh, It's Iron Man suit around those. 
fairies from Pandora. <laughs> fairies. <laughs> That's all I can call it. Or um, overgrown Smurfs. So yeah, like I've never been more happier for a company that makes billions to make more billions. Yeah, it was nah, for sure. But for I think sure. if anyone deserves it, and now Disney now owns the two highest grossing films of all time domestically and bought in worldwide domestically is star wars and i don't think anyone's gonna touch that no unless it's star wars again yeah because (laughs) what until avatar 2 comes out imagine that'd be so hard it'd be be so upset someday i would be so upset it'd be heartbreaking all this work for nothing (laughs) (laughs) shit on it um luke well you haven't been on in a while Mm -hmm. what did you saw endgame right i saw what do you guys what do you think i loved it did you cry uh yeah hamburgers Got me. I cried a few times. The hamburgers got you? The hamburgers Aww, got me. Hamburgers. I, I've seen that movie about six times now, and every time I watch it, something new makes me cry. The last time I saw it was that moment yeah. with the hamburgers. Um, and the scene I cried was actually, the, it's it's the one at the end of the movie where it's Captain America as an old man Dancing on the bench. No, oh. Well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that whole scene where he's like an old man, except he looks happy and content and mm. fulfilled, and like he just gives his, his, um, his, uh, his, his shield. The, his shield over to like his boy, and, and and he's like, "That's yours now." Like he's like, you know, all the hard work he's done in his whole life, and all he wanted, and all he all he needed is to is to go back in time, and, and see and see his love of of his life, and get and get that married, one. and to live his happy life, and like that that to me it was like he's fulfilled, like he's happy. That's his happy end. So that is one of my. I think Leo and I talked about this way back in April. One of my favorite moments in the MCU, yeah. like ever, because it's something I've been saying even when Lou wasn't on the podcast. All I want is for him to get his dance with Peg. Yeah, the Peg, the dance, the dance. Like, yeah. it, you and I mean, Spider so Spider Man Far From Home is technically the official end of the Phase Three, but that feels like to me the end of not just Phase Three of everything. Yeah, the whole like, for, like the Infinity Saga. I think yeah, is what they coined it as it's perfect. Yeah. Um. So with that being said. At San Diego Comic-Con, Kevin Feige said, here's my dick. The giant, the giant. Look how big it is. And we're going to announce not just wow. one movie. We're going to announce about a quarter of Phase 4. And I have the entire timeline. And I'm going to run through every one of them and get you guys' opinion on it. So the first one is May 1st, 2020, which I think all of us saw coming. It's Black Widow. Black Widow, yeah. So my thing is Marvel is smart enough to know that everything every movie has a reason for being where it's placed this mm-hmm. movie takes place in the past yeah what do you record. think is the phase four implications of black widow what do you guys think i think it's either going to be going to set help set up the big bad for the next phase or you know maybe the uh set up for some of the future movies or set up for some of the disney plus stuff i think it's going to have implications and maybe even set up for the loki uh because Loki can now time travel, and we'll get to that in a minute. Yep. But um, I think it's going to either set up the big bad or definitely set up something for maybe the uh, Ten Rings or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, the right there at the end, the Ten Rings. Ten thing, Rings. I think Feige announced that too, where like the how the Ten Rings as an organization has been infiltrating like the since whole Iron MCU Man. since Iron Man yeah. one. So I think that's possibly what's going to be it. But yeah, Serge, you want to say? I was going to say that it it'll definitely. Like it'll make implications on like all right who's next who's the big like who's 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 gonna be like a, like a new Thanos is it gonna be a a villain or like an an organization like a Hydra type group that is gonna be about and 
and and be like a, a challenger like like i don't know but but it, it should be interesting it should be interesting Lou, you had a comment uh i just want to know what's gonna that whole well, that thing what she has with Hawkeye uh, from what's it Budapest. called Budapest. Budapest. So I, I think the oh, that's what I'm most interested in. So rumor has it that they will touch on that yeah. Budapest story. In I don't. Black I, Widow. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna use that movie to set up the next huge bad. But you'll get like little inklings. Yeah, of like I, they're four. gonna set up the Ten Rings. Yeah, but as far as like the big bad is gonna replace Thanos, I don't think it's gonna be that movie. Chris, I think it's gonna be more yeah. towards like um, Black Panther two. Okay, Chris, you have any yeah. any comments I don't, on that? Yeah, I don't. I don't think it'll be the big bad. Hopefully, like fingers crossed, they don't kill Taskmaster. Oh, dude, like, same. Yes, mm-hmm. like I would like him to like be in the future. Like, like for him to like come and like maybe mess around with Shang Chi, which I think is in the present, or like because like the Taskmaster could be very cool on the yeah. on the big screen. Yeah. So if they just like, I, I see the movie as like you know it's it's giving Scarlett Johansson like what she deserves. Yep. And then mm-hmm. and then like, you know, like it'll be like a jab punch for the for the universe. Yep. Like she deserves the movie a hundred percent. So like but I don't think it's gonna set up anything crazy. I think maybe maybe like Eternals, which we're obviously gonna we're get, gonna to, get into, yeah. yeah. All right. So <clears throat> the next thing on the on the calendar is something that is brilliant by Disney. So we're all into the MCU and Mm-hmm. Leo and I think Ryan are the only ones that are into Agents of Shield. Yeah. So they've never connect they stopped connecting to the MCU. So Kevin Feige yeah. once again says, "No, nah, hold up. We're going to make you buy Disney Plus because <laughs> all the shows in, on Disney Plus are part of Phase 4, yeah. which it, is brilliant. Ridiculous. It will also be included as an add-on f- uh, through Hulu, FYI. Yep. So when the next oh, nice. when they purchase Fox. when you purchase correct. So so with Disney Plus, my comments about Disney Plus, we get into the next one, Fall twenty twenty, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which was announced that Sam will be Captain America, and the premise of the series will be that the government do not want him to be Captain America because they didn't choose him to be Captain America. So it's pretty much a battle of who is he gonna, which I'm sure he's gonna have the shield in the end, but the whole thing is. The government doesn't want him to have the shield. Yeah. And what is Sam going to do to keep the shield? And not just that, but also and and also his friend who, who Bucky, Bucky, yeah, uh, he's sort of kind of a, a still fugitive? a terrorist, yeah. bro. So it's like, how do you trust those two to be it's tough to shake that label? It, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's yeah, crazy. I think it was Leo or Chris that mentioned this off the line after Avengers Endgame because I was, I don't know, Lou, were you surprised Sam is the one that got it? Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't. You thought it was gonna be Bucky, right? So I thought it was gonna be Bucky too, but I think it was a Leo or Chris that told me that like, well, it would make sense, but like Serge just said, he's kind of a terrorist. Yeah, and if he gets the shield, it's like, I mean, he there's records of him killing both yeah. Starks. There's well, like beca- video surveillance because the Accords. <laughs> Isn't uh, Falcon still technically a terrorist? I forget what side he landed on. Mm. Isn't he still technically a terrorist? Yeah, I think but, the Accords are over. Yeah, by yeah. Endgame, it, by Endgame, really they're like, we fuck the Accords. We need, we need to take. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the thing, um, speaking of terrorists, though, yeah. Daniel Bruhl, yes, uh, he's back, and he's wearing Baron the mask. Zemo. Yeah. So yeah. that'll be That's dope. That's something awesome. I'm super excited. About. You know, because he, he's useless in Civil War. Absolutely. So. Mm-hmm. Except for reciting the words over and over and yeah. over again. <laughs> then the next one is something I'm excited for because I've never heard of these. And it's only, I did a little research on this. It's only like a 19 issue run. 
of the next group, which be the Eternals, November 6, 2020. So that cast is stacked. That, yeah, that cast. The is cast ridiculous. is stacked. And years ago, that's this is why I don't doubt it because years ago, I'm sure all of us were like Guardians of the fucking exactly. Galaxy. Now exactly. that's fucking deep cut. Now this is like this is deeper, the deeper deepest cut. cut you possibly could. <laughs> so who exactly are the Eternals? Like, are they like these like? Like god or, or, or demigod type of characters, pretty it's much. Like godlike. I guardians. think they're aliens that are considered demigod. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but if I'm not mistaken, they are like futuristic aliens that, are, like, when they come here, are considered gods. A race of immortal beings who lived on Earth and shaped its history and civilization. So they're Thor that lived on Earth yeah. before Thor ever down. got here. I think they were created, the, the Celestials created them. I think and yes. they yeah. were basically yes. created. And they didn't mention them in Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. Volume Two, right? Yeah. Their creation yeah. explains um, why some humans have like powers on Earth. Also, if I'm not mistaken, Guardians One. Guardians when One. The collectors going through what the Infinity Stones are. You see like a scene of them like decimating it with the Power Stone. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's it's a, deep, it's a deep cut. Here's something that I saw online, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I read that eventually in the comics, all the Wakandans and the Asgardians are supposed to go uh, against each other in yeah. like a war. Like, yeah. That's supposed to happen at some point. Should be interesting. Yeah, that should be interesting. They're supposed to throw in the Atlanteans too. Yeah. Oh, but we wow. haven't even met oh, the Atlanteans that's crazy, yet. Guys. And then um, that should the, like you guys mentioned the cast is stuck yeah, for the Eternals dude. and I think it's smart because you don't know who the Eternals are mm-hmm. we're still gonna watch it because it's Marvel yeah. but to get a casual fan that may be not into Marvel and they're like oh you know Angelina Jolie is starring in this and she's not even the leader which is she's not so that's pretty cool and it's, 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 so rumored, it's so rumored about Millie Bobby Brown on that one too so right? they cast a little girl already Got it's, it. a, it's, a, it's a up and coming it's a no name okay. so, which is cool I yep. mean Millie Bobby Brown would have brought a lot of that people in more star power yeah. but you know, I'm I'm cool with the casting. So this movie will actually also have the first deaf superhero in the MCU. Oh yes, I think. Wow. Then we get to February 12, 2021, and I know nothing about this person. Uh, Shang Chi and, and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So I'm just in there for the Ten the Rings. rings. Yeah. I'm just in for the mm-hmm. Ten Rings. Uh, so I, I know, all I really know about Shang Chi though is super intelligent, like Tony Stark intelligent, and fighting is on point with like Iron Fist and Daredevil. Oh, so. I can imagine. Like this is if Iron Fist was cast correctly. Mm. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I think they're saying this is gonna be his first martial art, like technically martial arts film. Oh, like, I, I, this is it's gonna, gonna be. look beautiful. I bet too. Mm-hmm. Um, the next, any other comments on that? Or well, I mean, the minority thing will get too. Like you're gonna be having your first Asian superhero yeah. Like, yeah. on screen. That's a pretty big deal. Well, isn't technically? I mean, what's his it face? Doctor Strange, kinda. I mean, more the Apprentice, but. <laughs> He's not a lead, though, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> he disappeared in the portal the first 30 minutes. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Chris, fine, Chris, fine, is, about to, Chris is about to hang up because Ryan just said that. Jeez, dude. <laughs> <laughs> from, from, what I learned, from what I learned last time Chris was on the show, I'm guessing that Mark Wahlberg somewhere is rolling his eyes at this conversation. <laughs> Can you imagine if Mark Wahlberg was cast as Shang-Chi? It'd be the first Marvel movie I didn't see. <laughs> I think we got a scroll. Okay. Um, next in spring 2021 is WandaVision. Nice. So, Paul, here's what I've read. Vision is not in this. <laughs> Paul Bettany? Really? Paul Bettany is in it, but Vision is the Vision we know is not in this, and it takes place after Endgame. I heard it takes place in the 70s. No, it takes place after Endgame. Interesting. 
So yep. it well, will be set after the events of Endgame, and will tie in with Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Which good good segue. That's our next You're movie. That's so how can that guy exist without so, the Mind Stone? I think this is going to show so, in yeah. her head. I yeah. think this is going to show more of how powerful Scarlet Witch is. Because even in yes. Endgame, she could have taken out Thanos until he's like, yeah. What did it, he, what was it say? Um, until we like bring, 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 the, fire. bring fire. the fire. He was a yeah. she was about to kill him because in the comics, Wanda is arguably one of the most powerful mutants. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. But her power isn't telekinesis. And speaking it's a reality, speaking warping. of mutants, do you think they begin connection about that? Who her father really is? You could, Eric. Yeah, you definitely could. Because this would be I, the. I, go ahead, Chris. I don't. I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll go down that path. Really, I thought because like I think I think like because there'd be. There'd be a lot of history to go that because like they've already done so much that like the twins got their powers from the stones. Yeah, I guess you're they're right. Not, they're Chris, not mutants. Chris, arguably, couldn't you think that there could be like some predisposition in her blood that enhanced her powers, even though she was created with the stone? Like she it was. Could be, but like it could. But be. then like you miss all like the Pietro stuff because you can't bring him back, uh, and like I, I don't know. I mean, like we'll see. Vision. I mean, like I agree with you, like. For them to just flash her powers all over the place will be Cause I very do, fun. Because based on her coming in the next movie that you mentioned now with Doctor Strange, I think they're going to enhance her powers. Yes, so because they're, they're she, about is, to blow her she up. is confirmed to be in Doctor Strange as well. And I love that we get this in spring 2021 and in spring 2021, May, May 7th to be exact, Doctor Strange... <sighs> In the Multiverse of Madness, which is the first yes. horror movie. That's going to be so cool. love this, So well, what, all I can say about that is RIP New Mutants. We're never going to get that movie. <laughs> go. Never going to get that movie. And this will definitely be rated R, right? Uh, so Disney. I, don't I don't think, think so. PG-13. You don't, I don't think, think so? so? They'll never get if, if Maybe the movie, PG-13. If the movie that we're going to talk about at the end is confirmed to be PG-13, this is not going to be rated R. Yeah. It's um, still a horror movie, so that's still... Look, real quick, going to the WandaVision, like, help me out here. How much of Vision was already in the Wakandan? Uh, we don't know yet. Wasn't that whole thing, like, where he was kind of being put in the computers and they were running through all that in it Infinity would, War? Yeah, would, There could be a little bit of playoff with that. It wouldn't shock me if Shuri makes appearances in WandaVision and bring... They create a new Vision. I yeah, just can't yeah. see them be like, nah, it's called WandaVision, but we're not... I, I just I just wanted to be like King of Queens Marvel edition. <laughs> like when, when Shuri comes in, I just want the crowd to like yeah. <laughs> um, Doctor Strange. I mean, I've grown to. I actually rewatched Doctor Strange getting ready for Endgame. Probably the fourth time I've seen it, and it's progressively grown on me a lot. Yeah, like I back. really really like Doctor Strange, and, and more of how he acted in Infinity War and Endgame. More, mm-hmm. I grown to really enjoy him as a character so i recently watched the uh you know those uh, cut scenes that they're releasing mm-hmm. now from endgame and like did you guys get to see the whole like kneeling down scene mm-hmm. that upset uh, uh, that upsets me a lot that wasn't in the movie did, it was a beautiful scene yeah but did you notice how long the camera stayed on cumberbatch's doctor strange in comparison to everybody everyone else, else yeah so yeah. it, it kind of well, like, he knew he knew well, that he tony knew, was gonna fair. be yeah but i kind of guess a feeling like that he's gonna play a big leader role as the avengers continue so you don't think it's peter i thought peter at first until i saw that scene I think, and then I i'm like peter's i don't gonna, know peter's gonna be more of the action leader yeah and dr Strange's gonna be more of the the tony the, stark the the tony tony stark. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean he's a genius so yeah, and then it. we get to the most the one i'm most interested about in turn because i really don't know what they're gonna do with it and that's spring 2021 we have loki uh, it's confirmed the, the the show will take place in 2012 after the events of Endgame. He takes a Tesseract and he goes back to 2020. 2012. If you haven't seen so it. this is not the the interesting thing 
I guess the most interesting thing about this, this is not Loki from Infinity War. This is Loki, still a villain. Yeah. He's still... Avengers 1. Yeah, so I wonder... Is that confirmed? That it's confirmed. That it's not the one that was from Infinity War? No, it's... it's the other be. one from it's, Endgame? Well, the one from Infinity War is dead. Well, yeah, but so. he's also a trickster god. Like, he's also very tricky, so perhaps maybe he faked I, his death? I, I, I think, don't know. Because I think they killed no. that right away when Thanos is like, no, what did he say? No tricks this no, time. No, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, resurrection. no resurrection this time. Yeah. So I think it's. I think they set it up in Endgame. Yeah, I think it's before it's, before his whole like, emotional arc took over. So I'm guessing is he a villain? Is I think he, so. Like, oh, yeah, or malicious at least. Yeah. yeah. So it's gonna be fun seeing him run into like good Loki. I mean, Loki versus Loki banter. I think is probably what's going to take place at one point because time travel. Definitely good gonna be for uh, for Tom Hiddleston to get yeah. this. You say he's malicious, Leo? Malicious. Oh, dude, oh like, malicious is a great word. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think the most interesting overall one that I'm more excited for because I know what the possibilities are is summer 2021. We get the first Marvel animated series, which is called What If, yeah. which is everyone's in it. Literally everyone from the Infinity Saga is in this. Um, oh, it's animated. I don't know what yeah. yeah. So they have so many stories they can go with here i read that they're gonna do what if thanos became captain america <laughs> yeah <laughs> so and they're also gonna take and you already bought the comic i did so the fir- actually or, or something along those lines but the first episode is confirmed to be what if peggy carter had the shield dope nice so I like it i mean it's cool i i don't know the possibilities are endless with this because yeah this is creating so many possibilities of what they could take into the live action yeah. if this succeeds. So, I mean, and one issue number 10, which we're going to get into in literally a few minutes, is stems from a What If comic. The Jane so, Foster, right? The Jane Foster issue. So then we get to fall 2021, and I guess you guys are more excited than I am. Uh, Hawkeye. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Lou, you still a Hawkeye fan? <laughs> this is like born ultimatum Jeremy Renner. It's not like other Jeremy Renner. Is he Ronin? Or no, he's back to Hawkeye. Because so at the end of Endgame, he's... I'm hearing it's ronin but it's like about him mentoring Kate Bishop, who's okay. supposed to be like the next all Hawkeye. In. All in on that. Definitely in. Oh, yeah. Jeremy Renner seems like a really cool guy to hang out with. Yeah, he does. And now yeah. he sings, too. He's a rocker. Does he really? Yeah. You haven't seen the commercials? No. Hey, he came out with an album. Oh, really? He, came, he kept his uh, Ronin uh, faux hawk. <laughs> how many times? Jokes, all jokes aside, how many times you're gonna see that haircut at Comic Con in oh, October, dude? Yeah, that's, that Ronan haircut. That's gonna be the new man. Bun. That's the new Harley Quinn. <laughs> the new Harley Quinn costume. And then finally, I guess the most controversial one is November fifth, twenty twenty one. Is Thor: Love and Thunder? Listen, ooh, a I love. I love the ooh, inclusion of Jane Foster as Thor. Angry. I have a problem Urgh. with. Natalie Someone Portman. that shitted on the MCU now getting yeah. this very, very high pedestal. They were, they were awarded the heck she's out of Thor. Yeah, she's going to oh, become yeah, Thor. Yeah, because yeah. she's Why? Jane Foster. She's Jane Foster. Issue number 10 of it What If. It makes sense for continuity to happen. No, it doesn't. Do it. She doesn't do it anything. Does. She doesn't. Wait, 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 wait. How does she become Thor? I don't understand. So in the comics, there's the, there's a reason there. I don't think that's how they're going to go about it in the so movie. So it's based on two issues. The original issue is what if, number 10, uh, what if Jane Foster held the hammer of Thor? Year, yeah. And then in 2014, they released a series called The Mighty Thor that Jane is yeah. Thor. Like Thor loses the hammer because he, be, he becomes unworthy. 
and Jane picks it up and she ends up taking over for the for Thor for a while. But I mean, I don't know if that's where they're going to go. In the movie, I wonder but... if she becomes Valkyrie's queen. They're toying around with that because yeah. it was also announced that Valkyrie will be the first LGBT uh, yeah. Q character, which I had I had my money on Marvel. But on also, Marvel? also yeah. in like the Thor comic books, when she was Thor, she had the the cancer that was killing her. Yeah, and then exactly. when she became Thor, she was healthy. But then every time she became Thor, she, she became worse. So I think they might just do that, just to maybe cut off the character. It's not about it. She's, he's not wrong. He, that's uh, exactly true. That's true. Because that would make that, that's what made her so worthy was that she's willing to like continue killing her body in order to save other people. I mean, I and also romance with her in War Machine during I those do, comics. And I do love Natalie Portman. I just don't like I know how she went about. I know the whole MCU thing, but I mean she's she's an amazing actress. Yeah, so this could be awesome. Well, I heard that the whole deal, right, was that they wanted to bring in Patty Jenkins to direct. Okay. I think okay. Dark World, and she was her choice for director. And then the studio didn't want to go with Patty, and so that was Natalie's like gripe she was made- the fact that like they didn't go with a female director, and then someone who's actually no very well known and very good for her work, well established Wonder yeah. Woman monster so they didn't go with her so that was like her whole deal so i think that's really where it came also there hasn't been confirmed where she had other like moments where and she shit on them you it was just that huge film goers yeah the story arc for jane foster was it's not good not that's when jen was like oh yeah. it's continuity i'm like no she sucked yeah. no i get it but i mean continuity by keeping the same actress because like oh yeah yeah, yeah you know no, like if you're doing it keep her in yeah yeah, yeah that's the worst fine. thing is when like one season of a tv show comes back and it's a totally different actress playing the same role you just kind of can't like vivian banks see that terrence same. howard <laughs> oh terrence howard that's marvel's right, already terrence done it so. yeah like you can't right like yeah. even though i do like John Cheadle. But and, uh, it becomes very difficult to, used to be see that from... person already. Oh, Plus, yeah. she's Harry a good Winslow. actress. <laughs> no, she's like great. Her, I love every her. Every fanboy that's like, she's a terrible actress. Well, well have you really no, the funniest, seen her act? The funniest one was that one. I actually sent it to, to our group chat that they had. The, okay. This is what, you know, how we so love angry. cracking on marks here. They had the balls to say that Natalie Portman is a terrible actress. Jeez, I'm like, man. What? What world stop, are you living in that she's a terrible stop. actress? Yeah. Just, they probably never heard of Black Swan. <sighs> probably never heard of The Professional. They probably think she's only done Star Wars and Star Marvel. Wars, yeah. and Queen that's of it. Yeah. Her only credit. <laughs> so, it should be also noted, like, like, as a, like, when she becomes Thor, she becomes bigger. Because, like, Natalie Portman's, like, 5'1". Yeah, so she's I tiny. Think, I think they, they're probably going to do something, like, about that when she becomes, like, Lady Thor. Yeah, because she that turns, makes, like, in the comics, she turns blonde. Yeah. She has, like, a face Yeah, mask. she gets huge. She's huge, yeah. yeah she's it makes like, sense, well, too, like because they, it doesn't matter about her being shots. so thin, because look at Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot yeah. is super yeah. thin, but she's well, also thin. very tall. Yeah, yeah. That, like, Natalie Portman, like, I somebody would have to fact check me on it, but, like, she, I think she's, like, 5'2". Yeah, I think, gee, I, the, I think, I'm like, well, That's my I, height. The only gripe I have about, you know I'm not lying. The only gripe I have about this whole situation is that, is that, like I think she's a good actress. I think she's is very capable of doing this. But it's like her character in Thor was so inconsequential, almost that it's like how do we how do we turn this character that is very important to the plot really and create and, and have her be as important as she is, is well, going to be. I'll counter that with uh, the villain of Captain uh, Winter Soldier and and Hall, and uh, Falcon. He yeah. was inconsequential to Civil War, True. and he's supposed to be the main villain of. 
of the show. Yeah. I trust Marvel. I, I mean, trust, yeah, I mean, at, you, at you, the end you, of the day, you, I trust. At Marvel. the end of the That's day, true. you got to be true. like, That's you know, true. fuck it, like. They could do whatever the fuck they want. We're getting an Eternals movie yeah, of a we're, night. We're upset about like, what, an Oscar-nominated actress taking over another role. Um, like, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Gee, that stinks. Do you think her little stint in Endgame led to, like, you, they were like, if you come in for this little thing, we'll give you Thor. Like, we'll but do this with you. I thought that was all stock footage. Anyway. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, I know. I, first I thought her voice was lent, I think. And she did get the credit. Yeah, because. Well, yeah, she's, in, she's yeah. in the movie, but, like. I don't. Think I thought I, she she lent her voice. I thought my bad. I don't know. I mean, maybe they just mended bridges. Maybe maybe there was and maybe she really likes cool it. Watiti. Yeah, Taika Watiti. I mean, what he so, did with Ragnarok was ridiculous. And have you not to change the subject real quick? Have you guys seen the JoJo Rabbit trailer? No, no. Watch it as soon as we finish the podcast. I'm going to show you guys. It is hilarious. Dope. Um, and then, real quick, speaking of Watiti, he hit someone. Uh, tweeted at him like, I hope he doesn't ruin. Uh, the next door, like he did Ragnarok with all the comedy. Wow. He commented, "Hate to disappoint you, but <laughs> that guy is like he as a director. I heard he was gonna be a director of Thor, and I and then because I've seen all his other movies, and and I was like, he's perfect for this role because I've seen all his other comedies. His that quirky comedy. Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen his movie? Um, um, about the vampires who live in the I, apartment I about in, in New Zealand, hilarious. So then his type of comedy in in like in like in like in in, in this, I thought it'd be like amazing, and that's exactly how how, how Thor turned out. Like it was, oh, it was his great. brand of comedy, and he he could he could do it again. And he, speaking of Ragnarok, I know this is for Lou especially. How hard did you mark out with Korg with just chilling playing PS4? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Although I was kind of upset with him towards the end when he didn't come show up in the portal. Like are you? Really still playing Fortnite when <laughs> <laughs> like, Come on, come on, Korg. <laughs> and no, I, I think lo- I, I think he's there. He comes in the portal, but it's quick. I didn't see him at all. I love, but very I just, quick. I just love very, the fact that quick. he he still has Thor doing his dirty work. He's like Thor. What's the guy's name? Uh, uh, Meek. New Master Sixty Nine. New Master Sixty Nine. Oh, did you, did you hear they confirmed who New Master was? Who was it? Why? They did. Really? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a joke. No, I, mean, I think I thought Feige confirmed it that it was like that Wong was Noob Master sixty nine. That's great. So it's not Deadpool like everyone said there was. No. All right, and then no confirmed date, but the biggest surprise for me out of all the movies was the announcement that Blade yeah. is coming back, and not only Blade. Wow. Two time Academy Award winner, back to back Academy Award winner Mahershala Ali will be playing That's Blade. Perfect and for casting. some reason, people shitted on it. And no. he, he's the one that pitched I didn't it. get it. Yeah, he did. That's incredible. So apparently from what I read, he went into a meeting with Kevin Feige. And he's like, listen, like, how do you feel about us doing Blade? And then Kevin Feige was like, that's great because you're the person we want to play Blade. And then going back to what Jenny's point about the rated R thing, it's confirmed that Blade will be PG-13. Okay. So... Yeah. I mean, it's today's it's, market. It's still Mahershala Ali. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, not everything has to be like be Marvel doesn't need to be rated R ever. They don't need to it because it doesn't really. Think about it. We just watched the movie where Thanos got beheaded and his arm chopped off, and it's still PG thirteen. Still PG thirteen. He sold me as an actor when he played True. the bad guy in uh, in Luke Cage. Remember that? That's it. No, no, not no. Moonlight? I mean, obviously, other movie. <laughs> not, yeah, no, and, and Moonlight. No, but I hadn't seen that movie. I hadn't <laughs> seen that movie that until trap. that point. <laughs> I, I first saw yeah. uh, like all those episodes of uh, of uh, Luke Cage and, and and like the show was good, but 
This when guy's he, acting was so, so above and beyond. Like it was so good that I'm like, agree, bro, that guy to needs to, to be in more roles. To even add to it, I don't know if like for me, Luke one season one of Luke Cage completely fell off with spoiler alert when he died. Yes, and yeah, then and then yeah. the other guy came in and then that guy was kind of corny. So the only thing I'm like I see people's Juice. gripes is the fact that Marvel this is the first time Marvel's in the same universe casted the same person to play two different roles. Not true. That's in the same universe because they mentioned the incident. They because uh, they um, they also um, oh I guess but the Netflix TV shows were confirmed in the same universe. Yes, so who's the other they one? They cast uh, Alfred Woodard. Alfred Woodard was in Luke Cage, and she was also in Avengers: Age of Ultron. Who is as she? Two different people. Uh, really? the, the mother that's waiting for Tony Stark in the elevator at the beginning of the movie. She's um, oh shit. She's the good one. Yeah, good one. I didn't even dude. That's it's, like completely off the yeah, grid yeah, it's Good rare ones. it's super rare but you're right and then they did mention fantastic four is coming and oh, mutants will be incorporated mutants. into yeah into well, this oh, which phase i th- five is gonna be crazy so here's my thing i don't think they've announced all of phase four because d23 is in three weeks yes. and marvel has a mm-hmm. panel so i think that's when we're gonna get the announcements of black panther 2 captain, uh, marvel, captain 2. marvel 2 and more on x-men and and, ca- and fantastic. Here's Ford. the question: How do you incorporate X Men into all? Easy this? after doing after after Infinity War after Endgame. How do you put easy? It in there? To, Chris the snap Chris created Chris, oh yeah, some Chris, type Chris. of anomaly. So the, the yeah. snap, yeah. This, it was the gauntlet was snapped three times, uh-huh. and that has gamma radiation. Okay. The gamma radiation that, created. I, I, I like it already. I like it. That's I like it. And, simple. And then yeah. we go from there, and then whatever. So it's basically the inception of mutants and then it's like then it's like charles xavier is creating the which school, makes me think that we are even though they may announce that the x-men are coming we i think we're still a little bit away Very. because no mm-hmm. yeah. For them right yeah. Now. yeah i think we're i think fantastic four will come first because it yeah. wouldn't shock me if the real baddie of this next couple of phases is galactus it's galactus you think galactus i don't think he's a i think kang kang the conqueror i think i think time Over... travel is going to be a more of a, of a thing in here and kang's going to be coming in into play interesting but is he that level? For the what's the thing? Uh, for, in for, the comics, for, yes. for us he growing is? up, we didn't care about the Avengers, so we probably thought no. I guess you're right. Yeah, that but, is true. I think I think if 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 Galactus is the one that is is the big enemy in and like all of this, and we have the Eternals, and you know, I I feel like this he could be like he, he like he's be. a main bad guy because if if we have these beings that are like kind of like omnipotent and like and demigods against an actual other like kind of of demigod in um in uh, in galactus i i feel like that is where all this could go i just need emily blunt and john krasinski they i'm were, gonna say were, it every fucking week i'm on here role. i just need them to be cast and mr mr mrs fantastic and then i don't give a shit who the fuck it the other two are like to be honest with you you, you cast those two i really want zach efron as part of the mcu and i think i think Johnny Storm would be well, a really good fit. Well, I heard that he, they wanted him for Adam Warlock. Warlock? Yeah. Wow. I think Jamie Lannister would be a good Warlock, but okay. Either one of those two are good fits. Yeah, I, can't I, hear, I heard a really can't bad rumor that The Rock might be... I heard that, too. Yeah, I heard that, really, too. Really What's wrong with The Rock? As, as, as him? As Ben? Yeah, no. Nah. I can see it. I'm with Lewis on this one. Nah. That charisma is like... I would like The Rock to what, please so stay What does Ben has charisma? 
He's just angry. Yeah. No, man. He hates he his told, life. Let's not, yeah, we need a New Yorker. We need a New Yorker. That's not The Rock. But like, listen, that, Michael Chiklis played that, and I hate Michael Chiklis. <laughs> but like, like honestly speaking, how many times are, are they gonna make a movie of Fantastic Four? How many times well, did they make? Fair, yeah, to be fair, Marvel's, Marvel's, Marvel's never had it. First try yeah, that that's so, true. But I feel like that the people are so tired and exhausted of Fantastic Four films being trash that and, and and I get it now that it's owned by 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 a company who's competent who can actually do it right you said it perfectly behemoth. competent competent yeah. no you, like, like, they're highly competent but it's also like I feel like people are already like are fatigued about Fantastic Four. It's like, bro, like again with this. Remember, remember that everyone was fatigued with Spider Man, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then we were tired we about Spider Man, and now it's back, and origin. now it's amazing. Yeah, because like, we don't need an origin movie. We just need a movie. Oh, I don't, right. I don't want to. Sp- like, yeah. I think Chris has said this off the line. Yeah. I don't want another I'm, fucking Fantastic no, Four origin. We don't need it. No. Like, we yeah. didn't get a Spider Man origin. He was just already Spider Man. Just give me, just give me that uh, that song from the '90s cartoon yeah. oh that God. tells you their origin story. Yeah, give me that. Like, what I think they should do is. Like to obviously involve like because I'm a big fan of Krasinski and Blunt as uh, Mr. and Mrs. Fantastic as well. Like do an older Fantastic Four. Like you could say yes. that they've been off world the, the whole time. You do a quick origin that they went into the negative zone, which yes. hasn't been anything, and then they come back as a full family. Like I'm always oh like that's dope. Ben that's perfect. Ben Franklin is like um I mean Franklin Richards is one of my favorite comic book characters and Valeria and would, too. Yeah, I would love for the kids to be involved in it. And that's how you hook younger fans again. Because you have two like adolescent characters that like have Chris is I guess question goes for Chris and everyone. Is there anyone that you see as Mr. and Mrs. outside of Krasinski and Blunt that you'd be it's like hard, it's uh, hard to shake. It's, 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 it's a hard it's, image to shake. Especially since Emily Blunt is already involved with Disney. I'm like, Oh, it's like right there for you. Well, and they work well. Together, together. Yeah. Well, they're yeah. actually married. Is that Jessica Alba? I'll do uh, for Mr. Fantastic. I'll do Jenna Fisher. For... Wow. <laughs> and <laughs> Keith Krasinski. Yeah. <laughs> of course. So, so Steve Carell as uh, Ben as and ben. <laughs> oh my god. and uh, oh my no, god. Creed. Creed should be Ben. <laughs> Creed should be Ben. <laughs> what is it's? Oh, Creed Brand is his real name. Creed Brand. So. Yeah. And who's uh, who's uh, Johnny? Uh, um, the but, temp. Uh, who? The Ryan. temp. Ryan. Ryan. Ryan the temp. Oh, Ryan started the fire. Ryan started the fire. There you go. <laughs> it's been right That's in front awesome. of us this whole time, guys. Dwight can be Galactus. <laughs> I, I call Stanley from Mr. Doom. Dr. Doom. Chris is unsubscribing. He's not a fan of the office like we are. <laughs> if it was a cast of community, he'd be all in. Oh, no, dude. I love community. I need, it's awesome. I need. I need this fantastic for me for you to be good i want to take no chances like it's all it's like my favorite it was my favorite book to read when i first started reading comics like i love the family dynamic i just need it to be good that's all i want chris um do we go dr doom right away or do you start with someone else honestly dr doom should be the big bad like if they i'm surgeon if he like they could just spin so many cool things to like the legion of doom like if dr strange stumbles upon because they it's pretty organic for Doctor Strange yeah. to stumble upon Doctor Doom, besides them being MDs. Like, like there's there's yeah. so much magic within that character where like he could easily overpower Wanda and Doctor Strange, and they'd be like, "Oh, we got we have serious problems." So you think they would incorporate Doctor Doom before the four? 
before the fan yeah. could. Yeah. Although what well, Chris mentioned is the... true about the if it's negative How... zone, then you can also mess around with like the uh, Annihilus. When did we yeah. speak in terms of Big Baddie? When did we first hear about Thanos? Was it Guardians, right? Uh, wait, or Avengers, Avengers One. It was Avengers One. So it took about five, five uh, movies. Okay, so I I could I could see that as well. Um, so that pretty much wraps up Phase Four and yeah, or what we know of Phase Four for now. now is... I feel like Marvel keeps us, gives us a reason to keep living, because <laughs> <laughs> like we need to like get to twenty twenty one and marriage and, and, and marriage and, and marriage. You should have. I, I got you. I was like, I got damn. you, Jenny. I got you. I love, like, I love. Cool. Jenny, I'm just nice, talking about the importance of Marvel, Marvel. guys. <laughs> Just talking about the importance of Marvel. <laughs> Guys, if you can see the reaction yeah, of Jenny when David like, said that. She's like taking off her wedding ring as we speak. She's no. like, fuck Marvel this dude. Gives you a reason no, yo, to like go point. on living. All right. Uh, so moving, moving on to the next bit of news, not Marvel related, but Blumhouse related. Mm. Um, Halloween is getting two sequels, Halloween Kills and Halloween End. Some- I think Ends. Oh, my God. End game, I finally Halloween, saw Halloween. Halloween. So I want to know. Because I, you don't like The Shining and it breaks my heart. What did I, you think of Halloween? Halloween was actually dope. I like I like I like Halloween and like I know it sounds weird. It's like I'm watching it for the, for, the, for you know for the force it's first the, time. right. I I I haven't ever you know I've I've heard of the movie, mm-hmm. but I'm like yeah, it's old. I don't want to watch it. And then I've, I I saw the whole thing, and then it was like oh, I can see the huge impact that this film has had on other movies. Like I feel like a lot of new things. That that do you see have, why like I I consider it the greatest horror movie of all time? I oh, can I no uh, Halloween, Halloween Halloween I uh. can I can I can see that the way horror movies are made today take a lot of of inspiration from a Halloween. lot of a lot of tropes a lot of things that came from Halloween still are around today and I think I, it feels like Halloween is the one that created the a standard lot of bearer. That. yeah I've always because not to get off topic like I've debated with people that think the exorcist is the best horror movie of all time i have a really big problem with that because the exorcist the first 35 40 minutes of that movie are a chore to get through because you have when you think every movie slow woman no this one's (laughs) oh oh lord halloween (laughs) So not, ha- not married, but that didn't sound like a sentence you'd want to say. The ring is coming <laughs> off, guys. I'm sliding off slowly. <laughs> I think we've lost Lou here. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I think in terms of at The Exorcist, it's a very strong movie once we get to Reagan actually being possessed. Yeah. But everything that leads up to it takes way too long. Halloween from Jump, from the first track shot of that movie... One, it does something innovative at the time for that one te- track shot, which yes. they only had they had to do that on one take, mm. so, which is crazy. Um, the beautiful thing about that movie that I noticed that like r- that had me intrigued is that you don't even see his face yep. or what he looks like. Like ha- like about half of the movie, you only see either through his eyes. Or you only see glimpses of his body and mm-hmm. not his face. And then you finally see his face and it's not his face. It's a mask. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, it's Halloween. And, and then you think about actual Halloween in real life, like today in 2019 and, and going on. It's like, how many of those dudes are out there yeah. that are, are putting on a mask and they're like, oh, look, I'm in costume, but are actually out there trying to kill people. Like like that stuff, like it made you think about. Or like, get kids. That like th- that there are like truly evil people or people who are ill out there. Who used the mask as a disguise to to kind of 
and and I feel like in a weird way it kind of inspired um the and I'm blanking on the stupid name of, of these movies. Well, uh, Friday Thirteenth, I'm uh, Street. Yeah, well, all of those. They did. And, uh, it did. I uh, think and so. the Purge too, because it's like uh, it's, like if you put on a mask, it turns you it, like you can hide and, and 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 like have a mask and hide and do all these crazy crimes you and have do all anonymity. these things. Yeah, anonymity. And and, and I feel like Halloween is the movie. I feel like that 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 really struck that home. Like you have a mask on, you have anonymity, and that strikes. Fear into people, well, and that's what and I feel thi- like. And the thing did. that, like, I think you didn't know this because you had never seen it. You thought that the end was actually setting a sequel, and it wasn't. John uh-huh. Carpenter never intended on creating a sequel. John, the reason behind the ending is I like what you told me. That he yeah, wanted yeah. he wanted to emphasize that, that evil is everywhere. That's why at the end of the movie, when he escapes and you mm-hmm. hear the Halloween theme, you hear his breathing, and you hear his breathing from every location yeah, he's I been was in. Just about to say that Carpenter wanted you to know that evil is everywhere. It's not about a man. It's not about like it's 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 a symbol of that. No matter what, you evil cannot be killed. Yeah. Then you get to the sequels <laughs> and Which completely changes everything. Yeah. And I do like Halloween too, but if you want to do it this way, what my recommendation would be. Just watch the new one so you could because the new one eliminates all the sequels. Just so you can kind of get an idea of yeah. what you're gonna get into with the next two uh-huh. movies, and then go rewatch the other the other sequels. Is the this new sequels. Halloween? Is it the guy who was in the, in the Watchmen? He he played uh, uh that one guy. No, no, I'm thinking of Freddy Krueger. I'm sorry, man. Robert England. Robert yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. the I, legend. I'm thinking of the wrong uh, yeah, character. The movie, legend. But, but, oh no, um, yeah, that remake is terrible. We don't yeah, talk about that. I remake, haven't seen it, so but but uh, but yeah, man, I'll be willing to watch this yeah. movie and uh, and then come back well, and let us know. What yeah, you think. I think for The Exorcist, for a lot of people going to the theaters to see it at the time, it was innovative for them and the fact, and it was scary because right possession is scary, and if you yeah, really it's... believe in that, depending how religious you are or not, like that is a scary. Yeah, fear to have yeah. and so the fact that this first of all then it's like a little girl and then the way she's in her head spinning like everything's going on she's spitting up like that is at the time was very mm-hmm. groundbreaking so yes yeah. the movie is hella slow in the beginning for sure but when it picks up it's and at the time, I can see why a lot of, especially older people, will say, no, that's the scariest movie for me. Because depending when they saw it, yeah. it they could still have those like fears yeah. that, that, that they got that from the movie. That in-depth fear. Yeah, I, 100%. Exorcist, I, it depends on how you grow up. is my number right. one. I, is it? Yeah. I think for me, it's such an important kind of, uh, of a film in horror because it's the first time, like... I feel like a lot of people in that time period, and even today, all grow up like you're a good person. You pray to God, and you're gonna get great things in life. And then you have a little girl who's possessed, and all those prayers and all that it did not matter, bro. It was inevitable, and it was unstoppable. And it was like a little child, like an innocent kid, who was who was taken over by an entity that no one can stop. You know what I mean? Like, like that's scary. And I'll dude. give the movie props for. Everything else it did too, because um, despite me well, thinking, the effects. well, not even that music. The music it's the is first creepy. horror movie to ever be nominated for Best Picture, oh, wow. and it is um, since then only one other horror movie. I guess Silence of the Lambs, but I don't really count it as a horror movie. But Get Out is is the second movie besides The Exorcist to be nominated for wow. Best Picture, which is is pretty cool. Although I think Halloween, if it wasn't an independent film, I think would have been nominated for Best Picture. It is. 
the highest grossing independent film of all time. Wow. So, and this the last one from last year made a lot of money. So expect it to make a lot of money as well. It's cool how you told me as I was as I I saw the movie and then and there was a clip in there of the kids and 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 the babysitter or their mom or whoever it was who who, who, who were watching the thing. Oh, the thing, yeah. And then I was like, "Wait, I thought Carpenter he he made he made that movie, but yeah. it turns out that it was an even older movie yeah, that sorry. he that he remade." Howard Hawks. I I yeah, never yeah. knew that until yeah. until you told me that. So so like it's cool. And then I saw I mean, the I, thing, and it was I amazing. I prefer Carpenter's the thing. I yeah. adore that movie. It's so good. Dude. Yeah, it's so it's good. So awesome. And I just love the ending on that one because you kind of don't know who you don't know, is yeah. the thing, and they could literally just they're gonna freeze to death. But no one will admit who they who they really are. It's really dope. And then I saw the the the, the updated thing of 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 the thing. I, I saw the updated one. That oh, from, there's one like from like a few years ago, right? But it's like the same thing. Oh, it's trash. It it, it 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 didn't bring anything new to the table. I felt like it was kind of like it's been done already. Like I I, just, I I I it's it's nothing new. All right. So, move. Keeping on, uh, I guess. Not horror trend, but moving on to awards trend. Uh, the Emmy nominations were announced. G's G's not with us today, but Jen and I are just going to go over. Some... G is not with you today, yes. like 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 he's gone, like dead. No. <laughs> <laughs> so Jen and I are going to. We're not going to go over every category. We're just going to go over some of the, I guess, surprising nominations. So Game of Thrones. I I'm glad Surge is here for this one. Hello. Game I'm of Thrones ready. was nominated for a record. Why? Thirty two nominations. Why? It's a lot of money for somebody that, that's is that all Razzies? That season that, was straight trash. I wouldn't say trash. Thank you, dude. Bro, don't I get me started. Don't get me started. Me don't right get me started. I know we had a good debate about Game what, of Thrones. What was your, what was your thoughts on that, Surge? Oh no, Lou, what'd you do? <laughs> <laughs> what'd you do? How much no, no, time no, do in, we have, guys? Five, we don't have we don't have five, six hours. In five words or less. In five words five words or less. Five words or less. Do it. You segment took now. A, all right. Here's the five words. Five words. <laughs> took a classic. You got turned mediocre. Okay. Five words or less. There you go. There you go. That's 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 okay. five so words. Thirty two awards. So I know why. I personally know the why most for any program ever. in a single season. It, yeah, it beat ever. NYPD Blue. Oh, wow. So I understand why they did it because the Emmys do this. All yeah. the time. They like to reward a show that was groundbreaking for its time and did a lot of great things, even with mediocre final seasons, and give it a bunch of awards. Um, but just because it was nominated doesn't mean it's winning oh, all it's of winning. them. Oh, no, it's, winning. it's not winning It's not going to win 32 awards no. because there's... But it's winning. Yeah. Like, are the awards for season eight of yeah. Game of yeah, Thrones, yeah. or is it no, like for, no, for the whole eight. entire thing? You can say it's for season eight, but we know it's essentially for that's this last. It's part. like so it's everything. Dumb. I think to me, that's why they gave us so many nominations. As kind of like, how we, first of all, how many awards are there? A lot, man. <laughs> but they also had a lot of. They, but you also have, let's say, best actress. They have, uh, I think it was actress or supporting actress. They have four. And that counts. so that counts as four nominations. And, and gotcha. the one thing about that is that it's comedy drama, like yeah. those are split. Okay. So. Like I can concede that the acting was fantastic. I can I can concede that the cinematography and the special effects and a lot of the action was fantastic. It's not. It's the only problem with, in my opinion, and I'm way over uh, all my five words here. Is that <laughs> it's that it's the script and the writing of this whole whole of, of the season that was well the. So the em- stunted. It was- the Emmys don't submit a series; they submit one episode for nominations. Gotcha. So, so they submitted a specific episode. Yeah, that's how the Emmys work. You submit one episode; you don't submit a whole. And then 
uh, based on that episode, whoever, whatever you choose to submit, that's how the nominations wow. work. Well, Hopefully, it's not I wish, my, final I wish my grades were like that. <laughs> so, like one paper, one paper <laughs> defines yeah. my whole year. So, yeah, the Emmys have always been like that. Like, last year, um, I don't know if you guys saw the assassination of Gianni Versace. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Penelope Cruz was uh... nominated, and she was sucked. Like, no, she didn't she suck, suck, but she, she didn't just need a nomination. She just wasn't in it. Yeah. But they submitted a really strong episode of hers where she was a little bit more in it than usual, and she got a nomination. That makes sense. So because Lena Headey got a nomination for, like, drinking wine and standing on a cliff. Because <laughs> I don't know what she, what she did to get a nomination. That's when, well, yeah, I saw, it, that's when I saw these nominations, and I saw her nominated. I'm like, oh, they're going to sweep the Emmys. It's like, just absolutely it's more, it's more, it's more like a lifetime achievement yeah. thing. They did that for uh, uh, Mad Men. Yeah. Like, he... Sopranos 2, I, I think, right? Uh no, they didn't. James Gandolfini didn't win the, the Emmy for for the, the Office last got something like this. No, the Office never won an Emmy. Did anyone Which before? Made, James I found Thrones. something out that you're gonna. Lee lo- Falco won an Emmy for. She won like three. Carmella. Yeah. yeah. She, oh wow. James Gandolfini Boss. won four. The only person to win an Emmy, I believe, for every season the show was on was Brian Cranston. He won every year for. Well deserved. Well for deserved. that show, Absolutely. for that show that Jenny hasn't seen yet. Knock him in the middle. Show. Knock him in the middle. I'm on yeah. season three, man. <laughs> so, I'm on season three. Um, because I've never finished Mad Men. I don't know if you guys have, but I heard the last season. You only wasn't started that like great. half of the first episode. But the, he won. Uh, John, John Hamm won for that season. No, he deserved it. He's he for was, some reason I remember. He never won oh, because oh, Brian yeah. Cranston. Oh yeah, was Jenny, there. he deserved it. What, John Hamm? Yeah, I know a lot. Of, I know. I've heard some internet stories about John Hamm. <laughs> You got right. issues with John Hamm, I think, too? I think everybody knows what I'm talking about. No, no I, I, I actually don't, don't know. We'll Google it after. We'll Google it after. John Hamm so, has done stuff. Nah, I feel like it's you, can't, you can't leave it there. It's it's on the episode. The listeners' inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> All right. Rumor has it, John Hamm, big old dick. <laughs> <laughs> he has a big he's old very dick, well endowed. he's, he's a very, dick. He's his very, last name is well Ham, y'all. It's in his name. No, his name is John. Isn't John also like slang for a dick? Nope. That's a, I, I, I like, don't know no, like, slang for dick. Toilet. Going uh, to toilet. I love these enlightening conversations <laughs> we have here. But yeah, like going back to the Emmys, I mean, but the drama series, I don't think anyone's going to beat it. Better Call Saul, Bodyguard, GLT. Killing Eve, Ozark, Pose, Succession, and This Is Us. Ozark was though. Ozark no one's beating Game of Thrones in this. No, I know. As the last season, it's Ooh. over for that. Ozark's good. Comedy series. Go. I just started Barry, and I love it. Barry is great. Henry Winkler, right? Uh, and uh, uh, Bill Hader. Nice. Uh, Fleabag, The Good Place, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Russian Maisel. Doll, Shit Creek, and Beep. I think Barry wins this. I actually think Maisel. I'm hoping it's Maisel. Maisel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, outstanding TV movie. Did Maisel win last year? She did. Nice. Bandersnatch. I think she can go for another one. Yes. I heard Bandersnatch sucked. It I... did not suck. Okay, so I'll be honest here. I'm a huge fan of Black Mirror. Huge, huge fan. Same. I love the idea of Bandersnatch. I thought it was innovative and different and new. I don't I don't know that. Uh, Is that the choose your own? Yes. yes. Yeah. I don't okay. think it's ever been done in like this. And I thought it was very innovative and creative. And But the story itself not was good. nothing... Like the all the other episodes of Black Mirror, You're I right. felt like it, it was like a B B or a C episode. Yeah, in I don't, Black I don't Mirror. think it's gonna win. I think that's Deadwood because a lot of oh. people like Deadwood. Uh, a stand lead actress in a drama series: Amelia Clark, uh, Jodie Kumar, <laughs> Viola Davis, Laura Linney, Mandy Moore, Sandra Oh, and Robin Wright. So I think this is either Amelia; they're just gonna give it to her, yeah. or Sandra Oh. Uh, 
Mm. Mandy Moore deserves it more. And I can't believe I'm, like, I'm saying those words. Ne- I, I think yeah, network TV will not win great. an Emmy for, like, these big Emmys for a while. I think Netflix and, like, these cable shows are just Lead like, actor dominated. in a drama series. Jason Bateman, Sterling K. Brown, Kit Ooh, Harrington, wow. Bob Odenkirk, Billy Porter, and Mil- Milo. This is Bob Odenkirk. Milo I don't know why yeah. he hasn't won a fucking Emmy it's for so Better good. Call Saul. Kit Harrington's like the last one on this list. I can't Everyone's believe- Don't be surprised would- if Billy Porter doesn't take this. Oh, yeah, because really? Pose is really popular. I've never seen Pose, so I don't know how good he is uh, or not. Bateman's so- good, too, though. Uh, lead actress in a comedy, Christina Applegate, Rachel. Ross Nahan. Ross Nahan. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Natasha Leone, and this is Dreyfus. This is the last season of Veep, and she would have joined Cranston as the only person to win uh, for every season. I don't know. She hasn't lost since the show started. Yeah, but I don't know if she'll. Mm-mm. Keep going, Catherine O'Hara, Schitt's Creek, Phoebe Waller Bridge, Fleabag. So I think it's actually going to be either Rachel. I would actually not be. I would be pretty happy if Natasha got it because Russian Doll is really good. Yeah. If no one's seen it on Netflix, it's really, really good. It's good coming back for it. season two. Um, and Christina Applegate kind of came out of the race because Dead to Me is pretty good. And I was actually surprised she got the nomination so quickly. I think I'll go with uh, Dreyfus. Uh, lead lead actor, actor in a comedy, Anthony Anderson, Blackish, Don Cheadle, Ted Danson, Michael Douglas, Bill Hader, Eugene Levy. I got Bill Hader. This is from Barry. He's just really, really good in it. I kind of want to see Jim. Sorry, Jim would love it. Is it on like, it's like on, a, on some streaming? It's on uh, HBO. HBO. It's kind of like a it's a comedy, but it's more it's a hitman. Okay, he's a hitman in the show. I'll who watch wants it. to become an actor? Okay, That's, that sounds like and I'd Bill be interested uh, in that. Henry Winkler is his. Uh, his Henry teacher. Winkler still around. He won an Emmy last year for it. Yeah. Wow. yeah. First Emmy, despite wow. all the years on Happy Days. The Fonz, bro. Also, Speaking of comedy. Wait. Go ahead. Anthony Anderson, did he really deserve this nomination? I, I don't know. I, I stopped watching Black-ish, Blackish like two but years But I heard ago. that like Tracy Ellis Ross has been doing more She on carries the show, the show, yeah. And she's really you the one that's carrying Black-ish? it. No, I don't and watch it. And she didn't get a nom, <laughs> but he did. So, um. Meh. I found something but out. But based on that cat, the, the list that you, met, you mentioned for the females, that's a stacked. Yeah. I found I found out something that made me hate Big Bang Theory. Everything makes me hate Big Bang Everything Theory. Everything. I found the out that Jim terrible. Parsons beat uh, Steve Carell every year at the Emmys yeah, for nothing. And, uh, we, I, oh, oh my! I feel like I feel like I, I need to address this situation. I, I am, no, you told am I the that you don't only like, person don't like that's Bang. not a fan of Big Bang. It, it, it's just no, not. I think, no, right, not. right, Chris, like, you don't not, like Big Bang I, either, I right? Like the uh, early I mean, I, I seasons I liked. Yeah. I watched it early on too. I feel like I feel like it's it's like it's like it it portrays all the nerds and geeks in like a very like like kind of like like here's how nerds are supposed to be like or geeks are supposed to be like. But actually, all of us here who are in this podcast are nerds and geeks. Like we're like normal people. They're kind of like these like kind of of character (laughs) like like. Well, caricatures of what people are supposed yeah. to be like it's it just seems artificial and like and the, and the, like and the, and the jokes are corny i'm not a fan of the show that's yeah. just me so just to, to round up. it out here the category that i think is the most competitive of the of the night is uh limited series ooh so is chernobyl on that shit chernobyl is on Bro. that so i don't think it's winning but wow so I got it's Chernobyl when they see us. Um, That's another Fosse Verdon. I heard a good things about. That's Fosse. the three. Fosse, I think yeah. those are the three that are going to like good things about Fosse. battle it out. Don't don't be surprised. Escape at Danny Mora. 
directed by Ben Stiller, Patricia no Arquette. You had, no, no, it got a lot of acclaim. Uh, it, it may have gotten an acclaim, but and Sharp Objects with Amy Adams. Yeah, I heard Sharp that Objects. I, I heard that show was so much hype. I heard it's terrible. Nah, man, it, it, I, I was hearing like Stranger Things hype <laughs> about Sharp Objects. Everybody was just talking about it at one point. That was a guttural laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Not that loud. You just like blew out the listeners' ears. Yeah, and nah. Dropped my laptop. Are you startled? so much <laughs> so um i i think it's between when they have you seen when they see us i've seen like two like episodes it's, it's fucking depressing it should bro. be it should be what, it is yeah. i it think is. that's what's I gonna win because i don't because it's be really really strong and depressing it's, it's yeah. eye-opening it's, and it's weird that it happened and we never really address it as a society and then and this documentary because it's kind of like but a look at how many things they actually we don't attach a documentary a to it yeah. oh yeah. this is gonna go dark dark then, place right then, now <laughs> And then, and then you see that. Let's go back to Marvel. How screwed over <laughs> they were all, like all were, and like, and we really haven't, haven't as a society, haven't even addressed it, Watch, or done anything about it. Finish it. Yeah, that last episode. Episode yeah. four is, yeah. ha- like, I, you, was, man, it's hard to like really describe without actually watching you guys watching it. But I really, the fact that it's a true story and the person that wasn't even there. Got it the worst, and you'd yeah. see in episode four. That sucks, bro. It's That's so tough. sad. Man. It should so, be that. It should be. The, it should be yeah. that. But you know, it's such a good show that I know, and, and I know a lot of very avid Trump supporters that are, and and who who saw this and they were like, "Holy shit! I can't believe that happened. That was deep. That makes me feel like upset." Like because I don't know if you know, but like like about like Trump, he 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 put up the no, ad yeah, I know, I know. It was it was addressed in the show, and like I saw these people that are avid Trump supporters see it, and they were like, and and all they can do is like it's just and just see like wow, like that's crazy. I didn't know that that it went that deep. I didn't know that he did that. Um, so. Going off from the if Eddie, I ran for president, you guys would vote for me. Sure. So, <laughs> move, so moving on, uh, Movie Pass is pretty much dead. Oh, is it really? Um, it hasn't they, been officially they announced, went, but they essentially went they went dark. So dun, dun, they dun. fucked up royally. Don't get me wrong, but I am so grateful for Movie Pass because we now yes. have it AMC, disrupted the market, and now we have AMC Stubs. It, we have Regal that's just opening something up. Yeah. It gave Alma us the, Draft House. Alma is Draft do House one. is doing one. It gives us the opportunity now to not spend twenty dollars a week, or not even twenty dollars on a movie, on and we movie, can actually yeah. spend twenty five dollars to twenty to twenty five dollars per month, and we're able to see at least like twenty movies. And it disrupted the market, and for that, like the little engine that could is dead now for the most part. But like, I'm so grateful that it existed. I think mm-hmm. it was a good prototype for, yeah. for stuff to come. Like, I feel like it, in, in theory it worked, they worked great. And until like all, all the money like dried up because it, they made well, them, if they never left the $30 price range, yeah. they would oh, still be in business. Wow. They would. Them going to 10, they were money hungry to get more subscribers. Once they get, they got all subscribers. They couldn't, they couldn't handle, they couldn't it. handle it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. If they kept that 30, they'd still we be in business 30. today. We were at 30. We I were at 30. 10. And then they went up to forty five, and we still stayed and with we still it stayed, because we still watched eight movies a month, and it was still cheaper makes, yeah. anyway cause because we could see any movie. Because of Movie Pass, it wasn't three movies a week; it was a movie every day. Mm-hmm. Right. So with the forty five dollars, it kind of and then we went back down out. to thirty because it dropped again, and then it went to the ten ninety nine, and we were like, okay, great. But then when you couldn't like sign in to get your movie or buy your ticket, 
what was the point then yeah. at that point? Like, we couldn't do anything. And then it, it had the issue of, like, only few movies were available right. on then certain days. Right, then they days, limited. And then it was like, Yeah, they just progressively got worse and worse. And then so. AMC did the whole 3D, IMAX, all of that, while you couldn't do that with MoviePass. I think that's what helped kill No, it. yeah, you couldn't <laughs> do that with MoviePass. So rest in peace, MoviePass. Rest in peace, MoviePass. Cool. Um, we're glad you existed, but on to bigger and better things. Um, so, movie film festivals. Not really going to get too into it because the Oscar talk is usually G and I, uh, but I do want to mention that Joker yeah. is hitting mm-hmm. not just one festival, but it's hitting two of the biggest festivals. It premieres at the end of this month mm. at Venice, and then it's going to uh, TIFF, the Toronto International Film Festival, also at the beginning of September. What does this That's mean? Big. For anyone that doesn't know festivals, uh-huh. you kind of get a, a, an idea of where Oscar, what movies are going to contend for Oscars by what festival they choose for. Halloween last year went to TIFF, but the biggest difference between Joker and Halloween Halloween is that Joker is not going to be a midnight movie. Joker is a centerpiece film for the festival. Uh... People were comparing it to, they're like, oh, but Halloween went. Halloween's good, but it's not an Oscar movie. I'm like, yeah, I get that, but it's the, the comparisons in terms of where you are placed. Then the news dropped that it's going to Venice. When it hit Venice, that's when I'm like, okay, I think we don't have just a little player. I think this is Warner's, Warner Brothers' pony to the Oscars. Do all potential Oscar films go they, to the film festivals? Yep, every wow. single one. There, there is never been. I don't. At least that you I want remember, them to because you need to put. This is where they really begin their campaigning. Got it. Got the, it. Got the it. genius move for Warner Brothers to do this is because. They didn't go to Comic Con because they have your money. Everyone's here's yeah, money. They don't they need have to, our money. Need they to don't give to a shit us. about us. You don't need. You need to get the Oscar voters. You need to get huh. the casual people that don't give a shit about comic book films to come in and see it. If the movie hits the way I've heard that it's going to hit, this may be monumental in terms of what comic book films does for the Oscars. So I have a question about 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 the Joker. Is this like a brand new like story and this continuity? This is a self-contained story. Yeah, there's, there's it's no. self-contained. This like, has nothing it's, it to doesn't do with attach to nothing. Dark Knight. No, it doesn't nothing. attach nothing. to this a, eight, Batman this is a 89. Self-contained story, one and done. This is a this is what what you call um in comics a um one shot. A one, a one shot. shot. Yeah. Uh, D. So what are what would be the top Film festivals like to look out for Venice. Venice would be Venice number is one. number one. Then NYFF. Okay. Then Telluride. Actually, Telluride is starting to move up even Con. more because Telluride. Con, I was talking about Con. Con doesn't really have a lot of Best Picture winners. Got it. Con is like the one that gets you start getting buzzed on certain movies, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Right. But in terms of Oscar Best Picture winners, Telluride. Con is a little bougie. Okay. Well, so is New York Film Festival. But, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I guess the film festival thing, though, is huge, though. That so, means that this is a And it's also player. dependent on where you're placed in terms of even the prestige films. Because New York Film Festival, I'm going to get back to the Joker in a second. But New York Film Festival announced that their premiere movie is The Irishman. Premiere movies at New NYFF aren't, they don't correlate very well. Hmm. So that... It worries me a little because Irishman is like really up there for me, and we'll talk about the trailer in a, in a little bit. But the fact that it's the premiere film at NYFF is a little concerning. But I also want to see where else it goes. Got it. So now going back to Joker, an exec saw the movie and told someone and said that Joaquin is going to be nominated for an Academy Award and that he is a transcendent. Wow! In the nice. in the role. 
I mean, Heath is Heath is mythic at this point to to me. Yeah. I don't think anything touches Heath. But what I've seen from the trailer, and we're not going to get yeah. another trailer, which is even crazier for a comic book movie, that the this looks like it's going to be something dark. Yeah, it's going to be taxi driverish, like I mentioned when we first talked about the trailer. Mm. This seems like it's going in directions that a comic book movie has never gone. And d- director Todd Phillips has already said this has no correlation to any stories, mm. and I think it was blown out of proportion because he did say that he's taking little pieces from other original Joker stories and creating his own story. That's cool. It's not like... It's I completely... think people just blew it out of proportion, like, oh, how are you not going to use comic books when the Joker's a comic book character? Okay. I really think they're going to do that scene because the movie is rated R from The Dark Knight Returns where he goes on the that talk, talk show? show and kills everybody. Yeah. Uh, Serge, you want to say something? No, I'm just... I just... I like everything I'm hearing right now. It's so yeah, cool, it, bro. It's... I'm very, very... I mean, I mean, Heath Heath Ledger as the Joker to me was like that performance. Like, how, how do you top that? And well, yeah, and yeah, and yeah. Here we have a movie that is getting all this like all, all this attention and, and and going to festivals and stuff. And it's like, dang, like he's not going to be Heath, but he might be his yep. own version, like a, a new version of the Joker that we <laughs> had never anticipated will be that good, right? So, so, like, Heath, so um, Heath's performance was part of a Batman movie. Joaquin Phoenix has his whole film all to himself. And and that's what concerned me originally <laughs> for any Oscar talk is the fact that he supporting actor at the Oscars is a different animal than lead actor. Absolutely. And you can nominate a, a comic book character in a supporting category because no, they'll never admit it, but they see that as like a below kind of award. They mm-hmm. don't see it as like a top tier award. So we can give Heath an Oscar for that. Because exactly. He's like, this is. If it gets into this, this is Lead. a game changer yeah. for comic book films. I mean, I will, which leads into I'm not going to go through every category, but I already started my predictions for the Oscars. You can find it on realtalking.com. I update it every week. Um, coming every tomorrow, Monday. my new updated list will have The Irishman at number one. I have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood number two. I have. Um, 1917 is moving up to number three, which if you're into war films, I saw Sam Mendes, so it looks so good. Um, I have The Goldfinch as number four. I have A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood at number five. I have Marriage Story at number six. I have Harriet. No, I have no, The Report at number seven. I have Harriet at number eight. I have The Laundryman at number nine. I have Ford versus Ferrari at number ten. Nice. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. Ford versus Ferrari looked good. Yeah. But I'm, and, yeah. I, and I took Us out. I think it's it. That's it. Wow. Yeah, it's... It doesn't have the steam Get Out did. I think at this point last year, I was still hearing about Get Out. Yeah. I mean, or two years ago. For, for overall Best Picture, though. Uh, I think Lupita Nyong'o should still... She's not getting in. You don't think so? If the movie doesn't get in Best Picture, I don't see her getting in. Wow. I think... Uh, I, I really appreciated Us. I really I liked, liked it. A lot. But I felt like it, there was some art, like art housey stuff in there that was a little bit out there that... I that liked them more, to I, be honest. You, I really, liked more than Get really? Out. Like, I, 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 feel I did, like, too. I feel I like it depends on your taste. Definitely liked us more. I liked Us a lot, but I, I think I preferred his first film more. I think Get Out, despite... I think it's a very good film, and I enjoy it a lot. I think Get Out, he didn't know how to keep that consistent tone of what he wanted to do because the last 30 minutes of get out is a straight-up horror movie i'm gonna take your brain and yeah, put it in my yeah, brain yeah yeah it just he all, changed all shit hits the he, band. instead of a social <laughs> commentary that he kept he had for like an hour and like 10 minutes he was like the last hinting, 20 hinting, 30 hinting, minutes hinting, is hinting, like hinting, and then in your boom, face in we're your gonna face, do a face. horror movie and i didn't like 
that he completely changed tones the last couple of minutes of the movie. I do I do enjoy that if you watch us and you walk out of that theater and if you're if you're if you're like alert enough and and like awake enough, not like no, you know, I know, I know it, what you're gonna it, say. It makes you kind like of woke. think like. You know, like, is this supposed to represent this, and is this supposed to be that, so, and then like, and the and them holding hands across the country is is this this? And you, like, you, so like, it kind of has you asking questions a week or two weeks after you see the film. So I I did appreciate you that. and Lou will appreciate this. So we went to see us. It was me, Jen, and uh, I guess friend of the show, Kevin. Shout out to so, Kevin. So um, Jenny, Jenny and I were waiting for him to come out of the bathroom, and I told Jen, I'm like. I don't want to be a dick, but I think this movie was too smart for Kevin. I don't think he got the ending. And she's like, no, it's not that. He probably got it. He comes out of, kind of the movie, and I'm like, did you – it comes out of the bathroom. I'm like, Kev, did you did you get how what the ending signifies? He's like, I don't know, man. I got lost. <laughs> so it goes back to what you said, sorry. It's like a lot of people wouldn't get that if they want an in-your-face – Horror right. movie, and, yeah. and so like, so at the end of Us, I came out of the movie and I was like, "What the heck just happened?" Mm-hmm. And then like, like I had to put the pieces together in my head to be like, "Okay, this stands for this, and this is a representation of this, and these people who live underneath." And then like, so like, like slowly I put the pieces together, so it made me appreciate it a lot more. I just I prefer this first movie. Yeah, over and Us. that's fine. And, 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 you're not, and, and I'm not hating on no, either movie, no. but I, I just, I, I, I liked uh, Get Out. It was uh, Hollywood is your potential number two. It's my number two right now. All right. Um, so going to director, I have Scorsese at one. I have Tarantino at two. I have Sam Mendes as three. I have two women nominated, and that's not going to happen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> not, they can barely get one in. Jen knows. It's true. Jen we thought can I was barely Jen, get one When in. I told her I had two, she's like, are you serious? And, and let's, and actually, I'm going to call it now that we probably won't get one. Oh, I think we'll get one. I think we'll get one. So I have Casey Lemons for Harriet. And oh. then I have Mar- Marielle Heller for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I think A Beautiful Day. Um, I think if we're going to get one, one it's going to be Marielle Heller. I think she's going to stay in the whole who, time. Who directed, who, who directed Annihilation? And, um, and was that in the, and was that in this year? I believe no, it that was two years ago. It, it, it was, that was two a years guy, ago. Though, no? Yeah, we. Oh, it was a guy. Really, yeah, it was a guy. Really? Yeah. Because um, I, I thought it was like an all all female cast, and so I just for some reason no, assumed he, that it he was. He directs a, women very well. In his first movie, Ex Machina, he directed. Very <laughs> well. Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah, there are some guys, <laughs> there are some men that. <laughs> oh, Chris. That can oh, tell female stories very well. There you go. Thank you, Jenny. Okay, you all go. right, my apologies. My apologies for the wording. What did you say? So Defending the wall. Yeah. yeah. A, f- a few more categories to break down. I have a leading actor, and my number one is Leo right now. Leo. Uh, Did you, Leo? I know, I know. I try. So, 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 so about this. About, we're going to get into yeah, the movie, yeah, yeah, so please, I'm just going to break go. down. Yeah, then go. we have Tom Hanks at number two. Mm, um, I think he'll be. This one's tough because Tom Hanks hasn't been nominated for an Oscars in 21 years. Wow. So, <laughs> what? Yeah. It's Bro. been that long? Oh, lies. 20. When did Cast- Castaway was 1999 or 2000? Dang. I so think it was 99. Castaway's his last nomination. Wow. He's winning. He's um, so winning. I, no way. He's nah. definitely winning. Taron Egerton is my number three. Yes. I have Joaquin as four. And then I have um, Robert De Niro at five mm. for The Irishman. Mm. And then my – what are you looking at me like I that don't for? Think, I don't think Bobby gets the nom. I get it. I get why. But I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> He's not going to win. Such an ageist. No, no, no. He's not going to win. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I said it. And He's then for lead win. actress, I have Cynthia Erivo. She's playing 
Harriet, Harriet Tubman. Okay, okay. Uh, has Scarlet Scarjo. She's not Avengers. For Black Endgame. Widow. For Black Widow. Yes, for Black yeah. Widow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love this Super already. Super early. I love um, it. Love it. Marriage Story. I have Alfre Woodward for Clemency. Meryl nice. Streep because she gets because it's Meryl, Meryl Streep. Yeah. And then Cape uh, Blanchett for Where Do You Go, Bernadette? No. And she's there because I. I got Lead it. actress is very weak, right? I really don't know where to go with this. And then supporting actor, I have Brad Pitt as number one. Yeah, and I th- fantastic. Like Irishman will probably have someone for best. Supporting, oh, I have Al Pacino. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I don't. I don't know where he's going because in the trailer, if you guys saw the trailer, yeah. it looks like he's a lead, but so not, not. But at the not. Same time. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, if lo- anything, I think Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci Ooh. is seems moving like he's in. got more of a role from the trailer so, than. The best part about that trailer was seeing Joe Pesci. Yes. Because he hasn't acted in, I think, 15 mm-hmm. years now. Wow, yeah. really? Scorsese talked him out of retirement. That's dope. That's to p- do the so message. that's so probably good. Like, a good film that he, he convinced him it's worth it. And then I have uh, Matthew Reese for oh, A Beautiful nice. Day in the Neighborhood uh, and Leslie Odom Jr. for Harriet. And then the last category I wanted to touch on was supporting actress. I have Annette Bening, Laura Dern, Nicole Kidman, Scar Joe for Jojo Rabbit. And I have Margo at number five. Please don't tell me for once upon yeah, a time. Yeah, for reasons I'm going to get into okay. when we talk about the movie. And then the rest you can check out tomorrow on nice. RealTalking.com. Um, what, Jenny? You said it's so low. Promote so, that shit. Last things I want to talk about. <laughs> last two things Yo, I want to always talk about. Always be closing, bro. <laughs> always be closing. <laughs> Look at Jen producing. <laughs> <laughs> so last things I want to talk about before we get into uh, our main <laughs> countdown for the day the is the trailers um you guys saw a beautiful day in the neighborhood trailer oh man mm-hmm. I, I was already getting all teared up man i, I seen <laughs> that trailer yeah. looks, up, so looks for really me, good for me what got me was the scene on the subway yeah. where you had yes. different yeah. different minority that's just the like, scene that, that i teared me. up I like, dude i grew i grew up on on his show as so a little I. kid so I. I watched yeah. it every day and he told me how to put on sweaters Mr. Rogers, what's the documentary <laughs> won't you be won't my you neighbor so there's a everyone should definitely see that there is really something that feels like it comes out of a movie and won't you be my neighbor he goes to to Congress to try to get money for public access. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need that scene in the movie. Like, Absolutely. If you, if you get a chance a, to watch it, like for all like, yeah, our listeners, to see if you get a chance fantastic. to watch the real scene, it's incredibly Talk moving. about getting hosed at the Oscars. <laughs> like the movie didn't even get a nomination yeah. and I had it winning for it months. Was so good. Um, so good. I Best picture nominee for sure, right? I yeah. don't see yeah. this not being yeah. anything. And a movie now that, going off real quick with uh, the subway scene, do you think that, I think that Alludes uh, to them might at least touch on him in New York and talking to everyone because yes, because that does place takes place in New York. Yeah. So the next one uh, that it, that it will not be nominated for any Oscars unless their production design is Top Gun. Uh, Chris is all that in, right? So good though. He I'm said so Top Gun in the last yeah. thirty three years. Talkers really learned how to be a fighter pilot. Wait, yeah. are they making a new Top <laughs> yeah, Gun? Top Gun. Well, you didn't yeah. know about this? Top Gun Maverick? It's, it's, it's Goose's son, I think. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. Heck yeah. I had no idea. Dude, they were I am, a new Top the Gun trailer movie. does nothing but show Tom Cruise yeah. flying a plane. That's all <laughs> I need. Just flying some planes. Tom Cruise has put himself in danger for every movie to be good now. Is that all like where we he need in is Danger Zone. That's four all times. Needs. Like remake. It needs to be Danger Top Gun One. Drake's gonna remake remix Danger Zone Ooh. or something. <laughs> <laughs> Who you got remixing that? Drake is a solid choice. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. Danger sure. Zone. <laughs> Danger Zone four times. Not Rick Ross or anyone. Uh, DJ Khaled probably. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> we in the we Danger Zone. Let's oh, get a woman. We the best. Oh, oh, boy. <laughs> oh my God. 
We should get Pitbull to do it. Let's go. Oh, oh, dude. Yo, Chris, you beat me by like two you seconds. Are, you are all awful human Mr. 305. Let's just take a moment to appreciate uh, Drake, Rick Ross, and now, uh, Drake, DJ Cadden, and Pitbull song. Oh all together. God, terrible. Um... But yeah, the movie looks super fun. It doesn't show anything. Yeah. It just looks super fun. It doesn't need to. Um, Jane Silent Bob reboot. I don't know if you guys saw it. So, uh, uh, yeah. so I'm a big Kevin Smith fan, mm-hmm. as you guys know from the wedding itself. Um, mm-hmm. That doesn't look good. Uh, no, I, see, it, it, it was it, very underwhelmed. It man. looks like it's a, it's a it's a fan service movie. If you love yeah. Kevin Smith films, you're gonna get everything you've see, ever wanted. I love Kevin Smith films, and I didn't feel that. Really? I didn't feel any nostalgia that's when watching that trailer. Loki sitting in a church didn't give you any nostalgia for Dogma. Well, remember that's the one that I haven't seen. Oh, there it is. You haven't seen Dogma? No. Well, it's good. That's it's good. Crazy. I like <laughs> Kevin Smith. I like Kevin. That's Smith. all I know about religion. And then Bro, I watched Tusk. <laughs> but this is that's him experimenting. This is Tusk living, going back to Tusk his was like the worst movie I've oh, ever. Tusk is terrible. Or, Tusk is terrible. Or, or the other one he made about the little gnomes. That attack. I like people. yoga hosers. I cannot no, stand I actually really that movie, like yoga bro. hosers. I like yoga. I did not like. It was not my. Yeah. My favorite Kevin Smith movie is Zack and Mary. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So I mean, I hope Which they might. They kind of teased might be part of View Askew in this movie. I I just hope they this might is... be making. Go uh, ahead, go ahead, Ray. No, because uh, and Justin Long's character looks like the one from. Uh, Zach Dude, and Mary. He is hol- me and Jenny watch his it a mannerisms few ago. are the same too. Yeah. Jenny and I watched Zach and Mary a few months ago. And just so long is fucking <laughs> hilarious in that movie. Yeah. Shut your whore mouth before I put my cock in it. <laughs> <laughs> so glad this podcast is no, rated but... <laughs> explicit. Children, no, but there's so much off. like I, when I first up. watched that trailer. I agree with you, David. Like it didn't hit me. There was something not clicking. But the more Kevin talks about, it, the more I learn about this movie, the more I'm falling in love with it. Like the fact that. Freaking Ben Affleck wasn't even in the movie until the last week of shooting. Like, what happened was he was on the uh, press conference for uh, press circuit for I forget what the movie that he was recently in. And one of the guys started with, Hey, did they call you for reboot yet? And like, Oh, not yet, but my schedule's open. So Kevin thought, like, Oh, he was just he was just being nice on the press circuit. Like, no, call everyone in the circle, you know, uh, Jason Muse's uh, wife. Uh, who runs the company was I call him Jason was I call him Jenna was I call him he finally sent him a text uh, and he quoted Conan the Barbarian and then he goes and then Ben Affleck even said of course you would still compare yourself to a king so he goes in like hey you want to come play one last time like okay he wrote an eight page scene that night Uh, Ben Affleck showed up it's a sequel to Chasing Amy too that little eight page scene he go, ben Affleck showed up. They did the dry reading. Ben Affleck didn't have any of his sides in front of him, and he remembered every single line. It was awesome. It was such a touching story. He was so happy to have his old friend back. Um, like like you said, or I forget who said it, but you know Loki in the church. Um, just so many things. I know it wasn't in the trailer, but it was in one of his uh, preview things. Jen Schwalbach's character from James Bond Bob's going to be in it and working at movies. It's just oh, it's going to be so good. Did they get I'm, Did they get Liza back? I, they haven't said anything. There's some. They haven't talked about Mark coming back at all. They haven't talked about Eliza coming back or Shannon. Come, oh, Shannon is back though. Um, or Jen, uh, Ali, what's her name? Uh, from Heroes. She was also one of the girls. There was nothing about her in there. Okay. See, my thing is Kevin can Kevin can sell water to a well because yeah. he's such a good. He can market himself. I, I guess the trailer. I just wasn't for me. 
I got you. Like I, I'm gonna see it. Obviously, I'm fair. It's yeah. one of my highly anticipated movies of the year. But yeah, I, don't know. I but, just wasn't. So didn't I love it. I've watched enough of the Kevin Smith films, like you know, Mall Rats, Chasing Amy, Clerks, Clerks Two, uh, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, so I, to know where this is. Yeah, this to me it seems like okay. To Kevin Smith fans, this feels like Endgame. Exactly. Okay. Like, and I, and I get it. I'm not in there. Yeah. It's not a me thing, but I, I appreciate it. I appreciate the the, the Leonardo New Jersey fans. Uh, <laughs> I, I just want to see the Touch Monster in there. Imagine you yeah. just randomly yeah. see him like at the Mo- zoo and movies. stuff. Movies is the is the restaurant thing too, right? They are including yeah. movies. Yeah. Movies. Yeah. Movie. yeah. All right. The next trailer is It Chapter Two. Oh, yes. dude. So I know, you know I've been waiting for this movie. I know <laughs> that was Lou's favorite movie from like two years ago. Yeah, so yeah, I've been waiting for this part two forever. It so looks sick. Yes. It, I don't know if you guys agree. I'll let Chris kick it off on this. Do you? Th- to me, it looks like it's a lot darker. And now because they're adults, they're gonna go. Oh, they're gonna go 10. do some shit. They're yeah. gonna do some shit. Uh, Chris, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I think the trailer looked awesome. Both, of, both of the trailer, both of the trailers looked fantastic. Yeah. And and like, even like I think they said the what it's gonna be like three hours long. Two hours and fifty minutes. So we're getting Woo! a lot of end games this year. Um I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm and they said like it's like a thrill the entire time. If they can hold that pace, like I'm in. A hundred percent in. Yeah. Like they're so well they got like a cast too. Like Yeah. And there's a lot of practical effects you're gonna be using the movie. They're like that scene where Pennywise with the balloons. Yeah, that's all practical. Oh, dude, that's awesome. So it looks incredible. I think it looks fantastic. Have any of you guys read the book uh, at all? Or I I think I haven't been alive that long. So you must be looking forward to it. You read the book? Yeah, I read the book. How long did I gotta ask? How long did that take you to read it? Yeah, I mean, I'm a slow reader, so like a month. That's that's still not bad. That that book is like longer than the Bible. I think (laughs) I, I, the audio book's like. 18 and, a, 18 and a half hours or something like yeah. that. It's Bravo. Thank you. And I haven't I, read that many pages of my life. And it looks... <laughs> <laughs> I see, and it's funny, it's it's intimidating to look at. When I'm at Barnes & Noble, yeah. and they have they have a new cover for it. Because, yeah, with the, 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 with the, new the white and red one? Yeah. Oh, the new, I haven't seen the no, one. No, there's the another one we just saw a few days ago uh, with Pennywise on it. I don't like. I don't. I don't like when they do the movie covers. Yeah, yeah I think it just gets so people to buy bad. the books and stuff. But it 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 does. It's intimidating. I hold it. And I'm like, nah, man. I can't. All I, Stephen King. I'm books are out like that. on this. I think I sent you an Instagram post about that, like how book readers or true book readers hate when they change the cover to match yeah. the movie. I hate that. I mean, I get it because they want to sell it. And so, and it's really, I think that's when they change it, it's called a mass market paperback mm. um, because it's going to appeal to the masses, right? So, like, if you, but then you have some hardcore book collectors that really just want the original cover. Like, even if you reissue it, they want that original cover. Yeah. I mean, that's what. There's a vendor that we, uh, Jenny and I go to this horror convention, I've said before, Monster Mania. There's a vendor, I believe, is Skull Island. I think it's Skull Island Treasures. Skull, Skull Island Treasures. He sells, and he always has ready for Jenny, a friend of the show, Adrian, always has first prints of Stephen King novels. So oh, he wow. sells, like, first prints of It, and they're much nicer to look at than the paperbacks, I guess. Yeah. Skull Island Relics and Treasures. But in, in terms of the movie, it looks like it's going to be a lot gorier yes. than the first one. Yeah. Like, even the what got me in the trailer was that scene in the, the funhouse. Yeah, that was my favorite scene of the trailer too. And then it looks like he's about to punch the like he's kicking the door down, and you see Pennywise on the other side with his long ass tongue. That's yep. creepy as shit. 
Any other comments on the you Imagine how the kid feels. <laughs> no, I'm just excited about this movie. Yeah. I, I saw the trailer. I, I didn't even. I, I wasn't even aware that it was an It movie until, like, halfway through the trailer. I'm like, oh, this is It. This is crazy. Three like, and a half weeks. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait. And then the last trailer that I want to talk about before we get into breakdowns of some movies here, um, The Irishman. So good. Yeah, I. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, it. it first off, that great. got me was how beautiful it looks. Like the yeah. movie looks mm-hmm. incredibly beautiful. Um, so my first thing is that it's not. It doesn't look like Scorsese's going the cliche mob route. It looks like he's going to talk about the mobs tying to polit- to to politicians politics, and yeah, politics. Yeah. Because when they touch on JFK's assassination, I'm like, there's David always had a hard on there because there's always been a con- conspiracy that the mob had. Were, the mafia had an involvement with JFK's death. So when I saw it in the trail, I'm like, rock hard. I felt like six cups. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that update, guys. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. We're throwing it back to Chris's quote. I think it was last episode. Again, uh, Pierce, oh, Pierce. What was it, Chris? Scraping the moon. Scraping the oh, moon. Scraping the moon, yeah. <laughs> Dude, Yo, speaking, good, and speaking of Kennedy, isn't there like a cousin or like a niece who just passed away? Yeah. Gotta, the Kennedy curse yeah. is real, a really, a, man. A really awkward. Go ahead, uh, granddaughter of Bobby Between Kennedy. the hard-ons you get from movie trailers. Are we learning and, about his hard-ons right yes, now? Yes, we are. And the fact that Marvel movies give you the reason to continue Do living. Do I have any hard-ons left for Jenny? Well, I'm we're wondering what to expect. <laughs> 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 there any blood up there anymore? <laughs> Yes, I, I do. don't know who's listening, yes, but I he do. did last night. The real question was, it was a Marvel movie on, though. <laughs> yeah, where you put on the get it Actually, going? No. no, no, dodgeball was on. Dodgeball was on. Dodgeball was on. Remember, she didn't dodge there was a lot of dodging. <laughs> dodging the ball. Remember, what are the five Sorry, rules of dodgeball? Zing. Does anyone remember the five rules of dodge? Dodge, dodge, dodge dip. dip. No, dodge duck. Dip. Dodge, duck. Dive, dive and dodge. dodge. I don't know. Nobody, <laughs> nobody made her bleed her own blood. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. To our, to our preteen listeners, thank you for so, listening. So going back to the Irishman, what I loved about it is that I haven't seen Pacino look that good in a movie. And I really like, like actually Danny, care like about Like actually role. give a shit yeah. in a long time. And he looked like he's giving a performance. And I like that De Niro is very subtle. And also in terms of the CGI. So a lot of people are like, where's the CGI? And I think Jenny was one of those too. Um, there's a little distraction at the end because De Niro's that, eyes are very blue. They're they're little. You can tell it's it's computer blue. What's making the CGI very impressive is that but, you're not aging these guys. But their age, I think, was fine. Yeah, you're not aging these guys to look like, let's say, RDJ looked in Civil War, or Sam L. Jackson looked in Captain Marvel. Yeah, you're aging them like ten years, ten fifteen years. De-aging, so yeah. they're looking at how they look. How you know they looked in yeah. nineteen there's whatever. Like, there's like Kurt 90. Russell Guardians two or two thousand kind of yeah yeah. Or so to me, that's the most impressive part about the trailer is because I can tell because I know how Pacino looks now. Yeah. He's very wrinkly, and you know he still has wrinkles in this trailer. But it's I mean, there. all of these guys are in their yeah, mid mid to, to late seventies, so they're playing fifty something year olds. And even Pesci, I think Pesci's the one that looks the best with the CGI because of how he he's aged a lot. The only thing I could tell that like you can always tell on on when people get older, it's their hands. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, you yeah. can tell there's a scene in the trailer that like I can tell that what looks like 
when the show hands. when the show in the rings, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. as opposed to I guess Bobby's hands, and I feel like they did more work on Bobby's hands than Pesci's. But maybe Pesci's character is supposed to be older than Bobby, older. so that yeah. could also be why. It's just we don't know that because we don't have enough well, yeah, in the Pe- trailer. Pesci's also playing the boss too, so that's so. going to be. I'm very excited. Very excited. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm finally the boss. <laughs> that's how we got him back. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, that pretty much wraps up trailers. Do you guys have any other trailers you saw that you wanted to comment on? No, those are pretty much the clinchers. Those are the, the key ones that, like, Irishman I'm looking forward to, Hardcore, that looked really good. Um, but, yeah, those are the same ones that I was looking forward to. All right. So, moving on, this is just me. Oh, I haven't seen it yet, but didn't you say Little Women? I haven't seen it yet either. Dropped? It dropped so, yesterday. For anyone listening, go and uh, check that out, Greta Gerwig's Little Women. So, quick. This, I think, I think you guys Christmas are going to back out on time. this one unless you guys have seen it. So I saw Midsummer last week. Oh, got it. God. And Surge saw it as well. And boy, did I hate it. Boy, did I love it. It is. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So I, have, I need, have I you, need sound here effects. We go. Have you guys. Have you guys <laughs> Speaking of Heath Ledger. And here we go. go. Have you guys seen Hereditary? <laughs> no. Uh, Lou, what do you think of Hereditary? He did not like Hereditary. Uh, yeah, we talked about it last night. I didn't like it that much. Okay. Uh, Chris, Ryan, have you guys seen Hereditary? I am nope. Um, I liked Hereditary. And you liked Hereditary. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So here's my But thing. I have a feeling I will not like Midsummer. So It'll be so, my mother. So, Lou, Midsummer oh, is... You were not a fan of, of, of that movie either? I hated mother. mother. I, high five to you, because I thought it was an overblown Hey, oh. you like Midsummer, and you have the... <laughs> yeah, so I'm getting the rage right on, now, guys. Now I don't know. Now I don't know what to feel. Oh, my Jesus. Midsummer <laughs> is the most bloated, pretentious, no, self-indulgent no, movie not. I have seen in a long time. For anyone listening, this is going to be spoiler-filled. Yeah. So you may... I'll I'm like, you know, on I our mean, show whatever. notes, it is what it is. Hollywood ahead. is the most. This oh, gonna, one is the, the most bloated, sh- pretentious. And the fact that you shit it on Hollywood <laughs> for a movie, I didn't little, lower your voice it. for the volume. So, please. do you care if I spoil anything? On <laughs> no, this? go ahead. Okay. Yeah, so, in the ahead. beginning of the movie, uh, Florence Pugh, who is she, is fantastic in the movie. Excellent. There is something to take out of the movie that I liked was she was incredible. I think Serge and I will only agree on that. And like, especially the way she, like, like expresses emotes pain Mm -hmm. emotional pain is so authentic it's so real that you feel what she is experiencing and it feels my worst of the year because of her like (laughs) that's how like much i hated this movie. now her boyfriend he was a scumbag yeah he 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 had to go the the movie (laughs) kicks off with her parent her sister killing herself and pretty much killing her parents in the process we can agree on that right um i have Oh, yes and no. There's some the theories. Cult. It's not the cult. You don't think it's the cult no that killed her? They don't even know who she is. They did. They specifically chose her as a person who... Uh, uh, they chose the... Um, whoever is... Um, who's the main character again? Danny? Danny, yeah. They chose her specifically to join their cult because they knew her situation is fragile. She has a boyfriend who doesn't care. She has a family that's... You know, and so I think that the guy who was a part of that uh, anthropology group so who, who was who was in the? I I think he had a role in playing and trying to kill her family, so she can then come to their cult and feel included in their family. Sir, you just made me hate the movie even more. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't help. Like, you legit <laughs> like just made it, and like me. and like it's not proven. It's not a thing that is really talked about in the movie. But if you if you if you if you kind of if if, if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. Like like it's it's like. So what? Like her parents are also dead too. Like everybody's dead. Like like all of a sudden. Like I, I, I feel like. So, and conveniently now they're all going to Sweden afterwards for this trip, 
I, I feel like that that cult probably had their hand so in their death. That happens in the first five minutes, Lou. Mm-hmm. Nothing else happens for about an hour. They <laughs> <laughs> go to Sweden. Nothing. They go to Sweden and they meet this cult, and it's supposed to incorporate this artsy, creepy vibe. Like, oh, these guys are up to something. And they get high as good. fuck. Like, Hereditary, you may not have liked it, but I thought it was really strong in terms of you're going to. It's a slow paced movie. Yeah. But you know that there's something. That is eerie. There's something mm-hmm. that's coming. I didn't see outside of um, the creation of this, you know, this eerie atmosphere. I really didn't see anything coming. Okay. You know what I mean, like I knew watching Hereditary. Yeah, you're you're setting me up for something. I felt like there was no setup to what the eventual premise of the uh, conclusion of the movie is. And I'm going to I have a lot to say about that. Conclusion. Yeah. Then at the beginning, of, at the middle of the movie, when something else happens. This is what happens. So in this cult, you live until you're 72 years old, and then you're done. And then you're time done. Okay. Time out. Time to go. So they have a ceremony that they go on top of this cliff, and these two elder people just jump off. Mm-hmm. And that I was shit. like, oh, shit. shit. Because it is fuck. gruesome. It is very gruesome. Oh, they go in detail. Okay. They go into, oh, dude. Like, he, she jumps, like, and you see her so face detailed, crash right? on, oh. on, the, on the rock. And then the one old man survives, and they fucking... Bring a sledgehammer. So they bring a sledgehammer. They smash his head in, and you see fucking everything, bro. So yeah. So that I'm like, okay, cool. That's about it. So the rest of the movie is these two anthropology students that want to write their thesis on there, and then they end up killing, pretty much killing one, one by one, one by one, by one, and then and another issue. One of the main issues I had with this movie is outside of Danny, everyone fucking sucks. If you're going to give me a slow-paced movie, you better make me care about your fucking characters if I got to be with you for two and a half hours. Yeah. Everyone fucking sucks. See, so ab- about that comment, I agree with you to a point, but then I also I also think that her boyfriend is supposed to be somebody who's unlikable. I think I think her boyfriend is supposed to be somebody that's untrustworthy, who cheated on her, who who isn't really interested in the relationship. And, and that's part of the reason why I think her being integrated in the cult is so important because even – even after surviving the her like her sisters and her parents, uh, uh, all them dying, mm. the only person that she can cling on to is is this guy who wasn't even emotionally invested in her at that point, you know, at all. So I'll give you that he was created to be he was he, yeah. But everyone else around her is just even the people that are supposed to be friendly within this cult are extremely unlikable. So I'm like, all right, so. I'm already out, but I'm like, I got to see how this ends because I legit it, the last movie I felt like walking out on was Max Payne, uh, Chris's boy, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah, no, so, I don't blame you for that one. So I legit want to walk out this movie about three or four times. I was ready to go. I was so ready wow. to go. And then we get to the end. Mm-hmm. So she becomes they call it the May Queen. And the May this, Queen? Yeah. That's Is there an they, April Queen? I think so. OK. <laughs> um, so there's a ceremony going on and then they want the boyfriend to impregnate one of the girls from the cult. Oh, not her. Not her. Okay. So then we get the scene of him walk. He's drugged and they walk him. They walk him into this like barn, I would say. Yeah. And yeah. she's naked with her legs wide open with other naked women around her. And he has sex with her while these ladies behind her are moaning, chanting, moaning, chanting, moaning. <laughs> while at the same time, she finds um, you have the May Queen's, coronation i guess mm-hmm. at and then she finds him f- having sex 
with the other girl and then she has a panic attack at the same time and it's supposed to be this artsy back and forth between two different emotions but i'm sitting there i'm like yo you fucking suck this movie needs to fucking i it is fucking brutal i'd rather watch i'd rather watch fan four stick for 24 hours than fucking watch midsummer oh my god i loved it though i loved it i loved the i loved the juxtaposition of this guy that is so drugged up that he doesn't have a choice in being oh he wanted a fucker the whole movie no dude no I mean, tell you yeah, yeah, he, he, he did and he didn't. So he definitely saw a girl who, who was interested in him. But if you look at the movie, like she'll like slide a thing underneath his pillow. So like she slid into his DM. Yeah, yeah, like, she, yeah. She so like it, they planted the seed that he and that girl. Haha, <laughs> no pun intended. Haha, <laughs> that they were about to hook up at the end of the movie. So like they planted that seed early in the movie, and then we it actually happens. But it was almost like he had no choice because he was so high, and they were and they were so like he was so out of control in that situation that he didn't have any other way out. Like he had to fuck her almost. So it it was almost like they had raped him. That's that's hilarious, actually. It's it's actually like if they had raped him almost. Then and then and then his girlfriend she comes in and she sees that happening and she sees almost the opposite. Like like he he he's the one who's raping them, so he's betraying me. It's 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 it's. It's, we it's, are such different spectrums yeah. on this movie, sir. <laughs> no, I, and, yeah. and then, like, you think that's the end, right? No, no. of course not. <laughs> no. There's a subplot to the cult's real incentive was to have to kill, was it nine people? Uh, it was to kill, like, nine or Something a certain amount of people. You have to kill eight or nine people. So after the boyfriend has sex with the girl, they drug him and paralyze him, and they put him in a bear suit. <laughs> and they put him in a bear suit in a side of barn and the movie ends with her watching him burn essentially Sounds this is like a college. two and a, this is a two and a half hour fucking breakup movie yeah well, That's yeah. What this is. well she chose him as as the person in the bear suit and, and the person <laughs> in the bear suit is supposed to them? represent like the evil chris are you, you're gonna ask us yeah what what kind of bear suit like like a big head suit or like like, like they skin like, a grizzly like, bear like leo in the revenant bear suit yeah I literally, oh. I was like, wait, me? Wait, I never wore a bear suit. <laughs> like, it was a cute Maybe bear that suit. One night. Like, like, I would wear that <laughs> shit probably. Like, fraternity life. I, you know what the thing is? I went in with such high expectations because I loved Hereditary. And I felt, I walked out of there like I just saw The Witch. Yeah, I love The Witch. I don't like The Witch at all. <laughs> I didn't mind The Witch, but it was really, really, really. At really least with really The Witch, those. you knew where you were going. Like yeah. I knew they were going somewhere. Yeah. So Midsummer, never watch it again. No, and, and, and like, <laughs> and the other thing I really enjoyed about the movie is that the whole movie takes place in broad daylight. That's broad yeah, daylight. A horror movie, I and do yet like it that still has you on the edge of your seat. It's no. still about you. the period thing that you told me. Oh, the period thing. Oh, this <laughs> is gross. That. So and guys, I'm a female. so there's they kind of hint at it because they show like portrait of like a woman's period coming out, yeah. and then they put it into food. Yeah, it's so very about, obvious. About thirty five minutes. Yummy. About thirty five minutes later, they're eating right. pie. <laughs> no, and not just what is, eating pie. What do you do with Casey? And not just eating pie. <laughs> but if you pay attention, all of them have little glasses of like honey wine or yeah. something. But his is the only one that's orange, and you know, his cup is has her period, period like in it, and like and, and like so the whole film, we know that that girl and that guy are gonna hook up. 
and 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 this whole cult is coercing like it's them. So bad. Like it, it, it's I, so I like I terrible. like I just I like the situation of being hostage in a place or in a situation that you cannot escape from. And these hey people, man, do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So now, midsummer. As you Surge can see, two, di- two different two different perspectives. You can watch it. And it's definitely it like not for everybody. Or hate it like I did. And I'm, it's funny because G is like, I thought Dave would like it because I'm into like artsy farty. I movies. thought so too. When he's like, oh, I'm going to go watch this. I was like, great. I don't have to go. And so he's like telling me throughout the movie. He's texting me. This, this is, this is terrible. This is, what is this? I don't know what I'm watching. And I was like, oh yeah. And then when they good, eat the patties, he's not going to make me watch it a patties. second time. There's pubes in the patties. Good yeah. Pubes in the patties. Patty pubes. Patty pubes. Gotta have those. Patty pubes. I love the scene obviously. that the so guy gross. asked the, asked like the elder lady he asked and he says i ate pubes and she was like yeah like 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 it was like really obvious and like like and and that's the thing i enjoyed about the movie these characters no no yeah (laughs) no no is that they knew they were fucked these characters knew they were absolutely stuck and fucked and there was no way to get out of there like all this shit was inevitable and they could not escape and the and and the one character who did try to escape we saw him hanging like I a, like like in some strange thing, yeah. and his lungs were exposed, and he was still alive, bro. Like that's the guy that tried to escape. I would rather stay, and you know, and and not escape, and and, and like have mm-hmm. that fate happen to me. <laughs> Chris, <is> Chris. <laughs> so mm. you saw Halloween Brand, this week, wait. yeah, and then you saw an over bloated mess like Midsummer. You it see wasn't how- over bloated. It was it was it was it's like outside of the box. Minutes too long. <laughs> It was long. It was long for sure. And Go they're ahead. making an extended cut, apparently. Sort <laughs> <laughs> of guy. Sort of guy. Sort of guy. They are adding. They are adding. I think it's over three and a half hours. The yeah. With twenty percent more pubes. Now they'll, <laughs> they'll show so, the. Don't they'll show the period. The, Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say with the pubes. Does anyone remember? So in the movie, she's all that. You know when they're having the cafeteria yep. scene. Yeah. When I think of pubes and food, I always think of that scene because I remember being super grossed out. He takes his pubes and he puts it on like that really cheap yes, ass I pizza. Yeah. And then that. he's like trying to feed it to. I forgot who it was. Yeah. yeah. But like oh, the Terminator. So, yeah. Terminator. So gross. I bet right. you that inspired that scene. Yeah, it probably did. Mm-hmm. It probably did. All right. Like, so yeah. Midsummer in theaters now. Don't watch it. Watch it Don't if make you like. Movie. If you, if you like a yeah, slow motion so. car crash, if you like a, oh, uh, no, for crash. if you like a slow motion car crash, car crash where everything is going to shit and you know it's going to shit and you're watching <laughs> it in slow motion and you know it's gonna end like in a terrible fate and you like that, you should watch it. So we watched this together. So what's better, the the Green Infer- Inferno or Green Inferno or oh, Midsummer? Green Inferno was so hilariously yeah. bad. Yeah. I'd rather watch Green okay. Inferno because it's funny. We had a good time. But we actually had a good time in Green Inferno because we cracked on the movie for like two and a half hours straight. Like, Word. <laughs> All right. So moving on, to, moving on to the next movie discussion is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, God. Can I please talk about this movie yeah, and how much it disappointed so, me? <laughs> before we get started, uh, I think Lou and Ryan, you're the only ones that haven't seen it, right? Nope. Yeah. All yeah, right. So, so, Chris, we'll start with you. Did you like it? Love it? What did you think? I liked it. I mean, like, like I, I, we talked uh, off mic about like uh, Django. Django's like one of my favorites. I, I love that movie. I don't think it's better than that. Oh, but I liked I it. Th- I thought it was better. I think it's my it's my number two Tarantino film right now. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not number two for me. Uh, but I liked. It. I I think I it was well very well acted. Like, I'm not a Brad Pitt guy, but like I told you, like yeah, me I was I. just like he's 
pretty much all I strive for to be a best friend. Like he's just down for the cause. Oh, easily, yeah. yeah. yeah like, <laughs> like he's just like he's like, yep, he's the one that pays for my dog's food. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just gonna do whatever I need to do for him. Dude, how cool is that scene? But him and uh, um and. Am Brandy, I able, am I able to like, spoil it? Not yet. We're going to get to there. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking him about. and that actor yeah. who is very famous and then he, th- and he actually is beating him up like, yeah. in, well, in well, one of the scenes. That, well, that was crazy. We'll get to man. that. Jen, uh, I did overall like thoughts? So I really liked it. I thought it was good. Um, I would still say Pulp Fiction is my top yeah, Tarantino like, movie. It's not even close For sure. Um, but I really, I really did like it. I, <laughs> I mean... Leo is in it. Why wouldn't I like it? No, he <laughs> no, does. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I want to say something very important wait, wait, wait. here. Oh, uh, yeah. Wait, <laughs> let me finish. Go ahead. So then, uh, so Leo, I thought he was very, very he, he good was in it. He was it. great. I actually will say I wasn't looking like the only other Brad Pitt movie I really like for the most part is Mr. and Mrs. Smith as of late. So I was actually really pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. how how well, Fair. like he did a really great job and Just I won an Oscar and very likable in the film. And I thought he did a really, really good job. Um, I really, yeah. I mean, I liked it. Margot Robbie was good, but she was I have, exactly what she was supposed to be, which is just Margot in the background. Didn't like Margot. Um, uh, and but, yeah, so search? it was good. I think I have another perspective about uh, of how Leo acted this role. He plays a Hollywood actor that has a stutter, and I don't know if you motherfuckers have noticed, but I have a stutter, right? <laughs> so like. I You're see. also very aggressive today. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. No. So he must so, have seen. He must have, he must no, have seen no. a serious finale before so, he got here. I think I summer so, got him all yeah. How he portrayed it mm-hmm. was is is in all of the films I've ever seen in my life, and that's including the King's Speech, and that's including it. Mm-hmm. That's including all the movies that have a character that have a stutter. He did. He did it to the T. He did it exactly the way. Like I, I, like. Opening scene, he opens his mouth, he says a few words. I'm like, that guy has a stutter. Like it's it's authentic. It came out real, and and, and I'm like, and that could kind of relate to it. Like mm-hmm. how sometimes he would try and substitute words for other words, or sometimes he might try to repeat a word or stop saying it. Like it it, it was authentic. It felt it, it felt as if he actually had that, and like okay. and, and like it felt kind of nice to see that like on the screen, like like. Like, representation like yeah. yeah like it's 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 done authentically and it's done in a way that and and, and even that scene where he's in the trailer where he, he's throwing a fit he's throwing oh, a tantrum and he's throwing a script and he's like he's like insulting himself he's yeah. like da, 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 da. like like that, that that's authentic I like that's that real yeah, like like, it, like that's Leo. it's not just the stuttering it's the it's the it's the impact it's the it's the it's the how it impacts him how it makes him angry like all that stuff was so authentic and I I like to see that on the screen. It was so good, bro. And overall thoughts. So overall thoughts. Acting, I think, made this movie better than it really was. Yep. I yep. think Pitt and DiCaprio killed it. I don't put this as one of Tarantino's best. I think it was a love story towards like '60s Hollywood. I think that was a really evident. And I clear. think he did a really good. I think job. he did a really good. I think like, the set design wise. looked incredible. Um, I would still. <clears throat> I think it was good. Okay. But yeah. Now, since you guys are more on the latter than we are. So I guess I'll start with piggyback on you, Leo. Yeah. What issues? Uh, it's not so. It's it just um, it dragged. It mm-hmm. definitely dragged. I felt some of the things in the movie just didn't connect very seamlessly. Mm-hmm. I think that the Sharon Tate side story, right? I understand the reason behind it. I understand that that's true history. That's essentially that's the person that was killed. So to get, we're gonna get into Which heavy, so heavy, sad. heavy spoilers. So 
Go ahead. Fair, fair. Yeah, well, if, if you didn't know, this movie does have a lot of ties towards the Charles Manson murders. Um, yeah. So um, Sharon Tate is the character that's played by Margot Robbie, mm-hmm. and her side story, they build on it, but it doesn't truly ever connect to the story until the very, very end. And I'll um, comment on that. It, it feels... I'm not a Tarantino fan. I've never so hit that. I've never hit that fact. And this felt like a Tarantino movie. So I've I've said um I think I wrote in my review that if you're not a ter- a QT fan, yeah. it, this may not hit well for you because it has a lot of QT tropes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But don't get me wrong, for me though, I would still put a top 3. For me it would be Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, and then that. and then this. And before I say anything, I know you said that there's a lot of tropes from his movies so many Bro, feet so how many feet. much how many feet are in this movie <laughs> oh my god it was like if you thought he had a foot fetish it's in full display don't watch movie. hitchcock movies my friend don't oh, watch hitchcock is movies. he into feet too his he always shows feet to emphasize certain meanings yeah. of what the film really you know is. i didn't really pick up on feet yeah here. there's a lot of feet in it in, 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 did you in hollywood in once upon yeah it's like it's like every other scene had like had final scene of the movie okay well Obviously, the feet were the big thing when they were in the car driving over to the yeah. ranch with Brad Pitt and, yeah. Ooh, my girl, and the Pussy chick. Cat doll or whatever her name yeah. is. Pussy. Were you yeah. a fan Pussy. of her, Chris? Her name was Pussy. I, I, she would get a lot of rides from me. You're gonna start picking that? up. You're gonna start picking up hitchhikers. No. And chlamydia. <laughs> no. Picking up hitchhikers no. and chlamydia. Yeah. Have fun with that. That's so, all right. Um, go ahead. I liked. Here's here's the thing that I didn't enjoy. There was a, a few things I didn't enjoy about the movie. I did enjoy the scene. I think about halfway through when 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 it's Brad Pitt's character goes into the cult, um, like the farm, yeah, the right into 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 the farm. That whole scene was very tense. Yeah, it was. It super was tense. I, I felt like I was on the edge of my seat because, yeah. like, you know that here's this character who's so badass, but he's being confronted by these people that are very twisted yeah. and. And then I feel like at the end that it didn't amount, it didn't acute, it didn't become anything. I think like, it well, it built up the tension. It built up the I tension. I totally thought he was dead. And then and then and then it just sort yeah. of and, and then it just and then it cut to him driving. Because, yo, but how? I mean, a half an hour of, of this movie is Brad Pitt driving, bro. But but how do you feel it didn't have a payoff? Uh, maybe like the the six months later felt like a cheat. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's how it was a little bit. Of I a, think that the payoff. I saw the payoff. So what I yeah, what I felt back, is that text. that scene did two things. It introduces to the tense nature of the ranch fa- of mm-hmm. the ranch of the the Manson family the ranch, yeah. and it also introduced Brad Pitt's character to the people that you are going to see eventually at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. which is the payoff. Yeah. Two ways of that scene because you're getting the introduction and you're feeling that tense atmosphere of the of the ranch, mm-hmm. and you're getting all right. Cliff is going to see these two people again, and he's going to know who these two people are. So yeah. that's the payoff that we get. I don't you you were never going to get a payoff at the ranch, yeah, because right. Tarantino, he kept a lot of the true aspects, and which is something I loved. And I put a video in my review of ten things that they got right about the Manson family, yeah. like the song that they sing when you first see the girls. Mm. That's an actual song that they sang when to at the at the ranch and at the trial. At the trial, yeah, they sang that song. Um, the people that were there that night, 
that was the mm-hmm. the people that were there that night. The casting, even the like, they look they very, look very similar, similar to their real life Speaking of that, scene I didn't even the... realize that that was Emil Hirsch. He yeah. like dropped so much weight. I guess what? not that he was a bigger guy, but like he just looks so different. We haven't seen him in anything. Speaking of that scene at the end of the movie, well, we're gonna get to, we're gonna dissect like, that you, last scene. If, if you want to talk about Quentin Tarantino like classic scenes, yeah. that whole like twenty Visceral. minutes at the end of the movie was pure Tarantino. And if people thought that. Like I can't, I can't see the correlation if people complain about this, but don't complain about Inglorious Bastards for him doing the exact same thing. Also, it's funny. I complain about both. I, oh, uh, you don't like him changing history. I didn't. It's Tarantino, you know. So when I go into it, I know what to expect. I'm not going to go into it expecting him to stay historically accurate. Mm-hmm. So I'm not bothered by it anymore because of Inglorious Bastards. I'm like, it's fine. I also think he told us it's a fantasy by the title of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't catch it till the end. The Which end credit. I have a. I was like, oh, I, that's nice. the moment that hit me the most in the movie, like well the done. feels, and I'll comment on it later. But I want to talk about the Sharon Tate thing. Yeah. So like, this reminds me of a, any Hitchcock movie that I've ever seen. Sharon Tate is that's a MacGuffin. A, that's a very big compliment. No, I'm not talking about the movie. I'm talking about the use of Sharon Tate. I'm just saying, like, so comparing him to Hitchcock. She is a MacGuffin of the film. The movie is not about her. The movie is about Leo, Rick Dalton, and Cliff. It's about their relationship, them dealing with, you know, falling as actors, pretty much. He's jealous of Sharon Tate because Sharon Tate married to Roman Polanski, so on and so forth. But, yeah. yeah. Gross. So, so... <laughs> I feel that certainly no Leo. I feel like her being the MacGuffin pushes the story forward to the eventual night that they're there to kill her. Her. They're not there. Despite Cliff running into them at the ranch, they're there to kill anyone that's in that house. Terry's house. Yeah. Which eventually that's what ends up happening in real life. Yeah. She's used as the MacGuffin to get to that point, as with every Hitchcock movie psycho is a perfect example of MacGuffin usage of Marion Crane getting us to the Bates motel. She's the movie's not about Marion Crane. The movie's about Norman Bates and his mother, but you use Marion Crane as a MacGuffin to get from point a to point B to get us to the eventual point C, which is Norman Bates being nuts. And he's being, he is the mother. Sharon Tate gets us to the finals, the final moments of the film when we're getting the final conflict between them and I also love her performance because it's so subtle. They talk about her not talking as much in the movie, not having that. But one of my favorite moments of the movie is her watching the movie. Her starting from the beginning of that scene, yeah. her parking, walking, seeing herself on this on the, on the marquee, then going back and seeing. I love that QT shot of like this. Just her face, mm-hmm. listening to the crowd, laughing with her feet up. Scenes. It's very it, <laughs> with her feet up. Yeah, it's <laughs> very it's very heartwarming to me, and I think her charisma without any words is on full display. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, okay, sometimes you don't like Leo won the Oscar, and he barely talked in the Revenant. Yeah, are you gonna say that? No, I'm not saying you. In, I'm just saying in general. I won the Oscar too. It's like, fine. is his charisma not fully in display? In the Revenant, and he doesn't have a lot of no, words. You agree. I agree the completely. same thing with Margot. Like Margot is not in it a lot, but what she's in it is very important to the plot of the movie. I, like, I think okay. it was. Well, I, uh, I'm uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, it, go, so, go. so I like the way that they had that, that they had painted her almost angelic, like like almost like innocent, mm-hmm. and like she's yeah. like happy, and she's like, oh my god, like I'm becoming a star, and she's seeing herself on the screen, like being a ditz, and like and and she's enjoying it, and she's enjoying. Mm-hmm. 
the reaction of everybody around her. And like that felt kind of nice. It felt like authentic. Yeah. And she didn't really have to say a lot. Yep. It was just her her happiness and the giddiness of seeing her, her career blossom. Like that felt pretty cool. The issue that I had about her character is you take that character out of the movie yeah. and you take the ending, ending, ending scene of the movie out of the movie it's still the same movie. Yeah, I disagree. If you take her character, if you take her out, out of the, but if you take her out of the movie, you don't get to that finale because the Manson family has no reason to go to that house at that, that night. Right, but but then again, like then it just be not true. Not the Manson, true. The, the Manson family went to that house because of the, who used to live there, right. not because it was Sharon Tate. Right. Remember how he how he, he he cased the house earlier in the movie when he went in, and then he was looking for Terry, who he did know used to live in that house. Yeah. So. They caught um, Jay Sebrig yeah. and, uh, and Sharon Tate in the house instead, but the goal was to go into that house. So Sharon Tate being Sharon Tate didn't have a significance there. Well, the fact that it's a true story, she does have a significance because Manson she's a was set, out to kill everybody. But she's a, but she, the fact that she died in real life. But in we this, know the story that she, they went there to mm. kill those. I also people. heard they cut um, like a Manson scene, so he mm. was. We only saw him in that one, but that I one heard because yeah. he's planning on an extended version too. I think to yeah, four it. hours he would, and, and I th- so that's where they're going to do that. And then Tim Roth had another scene, and I also think that that one scene you gave with Manson, he still makes an impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still makes an it, impact. It's like it's like I, I didn't even I wasn't even aware that that was Charles Manson. You know mm-hmm. that? Like I saw it and I'm like he's just some dude. And, that's and then like, you realize after wait, that's that was Charles clarify, Manson. Like, to, what I think Serge is saying cuz I I tend to agree on this one is you could have cast any actress and given it maybe a 10 minute scene to show us why he went to that house. The this movie is about DiCaprio and it is about Brad yeah. Pitt. And I think that whole side story of Sharon Tate just seemed a little drawn out when you could have just satisfied the same thing by saying there is a famous actress that lives next door and that's who he wants to get. But I think Tarantino, QT, always likes to incorporate true life events with some of his movies. Mm. So I think incorporating the Manson murders at the 50th anniversary of the Manson Which murders is totally was... fine, but devoting that much of like a... Watching her go to the movies and watch herself watch but I think herself. that like, blends it just, it in with other like, scenes. Huh. Like I would, th- I honestly thought that when we were gonna have this discussion, that you guys were gonna have an issue with Leo's act, not Leo's the acting, I but loved it. him filming that episode of the show. I, I thought you it. guys would have been I, I, like, I "Oh, it. that dragged on too no. long." I actually loved it because it kind of showed we're supposed to care about him. Yeah, we're exactly. not supposed to care about yeah. Sharon Tate. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed his scenes that he was acting in that show that you know and and like because it saw him as like this actor that is sort of failing and he's you know he's 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 beyond his prime age and then he wants to kind of do something great the the problem is that a lot of these scenes to me dragged on so much so much that yeah and, and we got the tarantino dialogue that we're all used to like a lot of that back and forth that that like has a lot like that that is sort of inconsequential, but but it's so it's so interesting. You're engulfed in it. That you're engulfed in it. Yeah. That's like Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah but on, yeah. and almost like all Dawson's Tarantino. Greek. No one speaks like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> almost all Tarantino. Almost all his films have this, but I feel like in this film, like it, it's not quite there. Like the like the dialogue. I don't know. It's sometimes me. to me, like I was like, I don't care. Like I don't care about this conversation. I don't care. There was a few interactions that I did care about him, 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 and uh, and Bruce Lee. Oh, like that that, that interaction to me was like that was like that's interesting. So. Um, to get Chris to chime in here, Chris, uh, I guess you can kick off from there. What do you think of the Bruce Lee? I think I think it's 
So the way that I interpreted the scene is like, so he's on the roof fixing the cable. Good friend again. And like, he's just like, yeah, he's probably right. I would have whipped Bruce Lee's ass. And like, so like, like the scene didn't come to fruition. It's just him dreaming it. So I don't see the, like, obviously the controversy with uh, Bruce Lee's daughter. Like, it's a dream sequence that her father's in. Was it a dream me. sequence no, or was it a flashback? Chris, I thought it was a flashback. It was a flashback because no, yeah. of the reason yeah. that he I think got he, kicked I think off. He did, he did get the job and he did get fired off the right. job. And that's yep. why, like, that's why when he went back to Kurt Russell, he's like, no, don't tell my wife mm-hmm. because, like, I, you know, we're going to hire you, but secretly. Like, I thought he was flashing back yeah. to that's why what he I got thought, fired but that originally. scene was. And then how hilarious, hilarious is the scene how they come back and it's them on the boat and him and his wife are having the argument. And then, and you Great. just assume that he kills his wife. Great. Like, that was hilarious. So I'm, glad, I'm glad you use exactly that wording because this is something I wanted to talk about that I have been wanting to talk about for days i haven't even told jenny this but she'll appreciate this there's an article by nerdist and i originally thought and jenny will i don't know if she'll agree when i was watching that scene it was very it seems inconsequential to the movie but the first thing i thought about that scene was natalie wood and i'll get to it in a second but did, but did she you die that year no but just the, the, the circumstances of her mm-hmm. death uh, how but there's i'm gonna get into why i think this but you didn't think natalie would at all at that moment no because i thought he like put the thing through her like so, he didn't drown her and leave her there so also you, that like there were two other people involved with that christopher walken and and wagner robert so, wagner so i feel like all right so this nerdist I guess. this nerdist article kind of touches on that and and calls it the most important movie and important scene in the movie and the reason for this is this. I'm going to read verbatim. So this scene is arguably the most vital in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because it served as a Rorschach test for the audience. You guys assumed that he killed her without actually seeing it. And let me let me finish mm-hmm, this. Yeah. Um, your take informs all that comes next after the movie. If your take. If you take the memory at face value, then Cliff is an immoral, horrible person, a man skirting by on male privilege and rotten good luck. The moment, the moment also recalls the real-life death of actress Natalie Wood, who died in a boat, possibly at the hands of her husband, Robert Wagner, a theory that's heavily de- still debated today mm-hmm. by fans and police. The illusions feel purposeful, as we continue to debate Wagner's guilt or innocence to this day. Mm-hmm. We also reminate on Cliff's alleged crime. Suspicion is muddy, muddled with lack of evidence or proof we imprint our own biases on the event mm-hmm. impossible to understand so you can either take what we which is i assume you guys just said that he kills her i i don't assume that he killed her i think it's open to interpretation on purpose and like no, i like that i, I like yeah. that but it I mean, was that but way what, but, but you but, just what, said what was no, your interpretation but your yeah. interpretation it, was it that could, he kills her. it could it could definitely be that he killed her but it cut away quickly enough so that it has you kind of guessing like because if if you look at the scene, his wife kind of instigated the whole situation. Yeah, she was but, the one who was starting it, and then it's like, okay, so had he retaliated? Had he killed her? Had he not killed her? Has she killed her? I, like, and then it, what? It, Hollywood so, rumors because the white Kurt Russell's wife mm-hmm. is like, oh, he's a wife killer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to finish off, it's just likely as in that Cliff Booth is innocent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tarantino purposely yeah. cuts away before we witness an actual murder, and Cliff is otherwise presented as humble and kind. The he best ca- friend. He cares deeply, like Chris said, he cares Great. deeply for his friend Rick, he tends lovingly to his dog Brandy, and he refuses to sleep with an underage Manson girl. If he's innocent, his guilt presupposed by those who care little for his arrogance or onset sloppiness, then he figures 
uh, of a tragedy, someone needless shunned to yeah. the sunlight whose career unfairly dissolves into the wake of controversy. Yeah. So you are you're taken in two directions with this character mm-hmm. just from that one moment, which stems to QT's fucking brilliance yep. in that script. That's, that's why I'm like, that's where I would disagree with you guys in terms of he has little nuances that he would in his script that will always make you think. He he yeah, but, but he what nuances about a character we're supposed to care about? Are we? This movie is about Brad but Pitt's are, character but are, and DiCaprio's but are character. Are we supposed to character care about him, Leo? You could think he's a complete prick and not give a shit about him. The I'm, my my thing I'm is it's, two- it's it's time in this film invested in characters that are the ones we're supposed to be paying attention to. Whereas the Sharon Tate character is a side character that we, instead of focusing on that side story, we could have been in Italy watching him learn how to act in Italy. Mm-hmm. Instead, I, of, I, instead, of, that, instead of it being like a that, quick I, cut of now, a voiceover. That would have been, that boring. Would have been extremely Russell. boring. That would, that would have, been have been extremely boring. boring. Him working on Westerns in Italy would have been extremely boring. I mean, it, may, it being I a did Kurt Russell voiceover. I did dig all the vintage Leo posters that we did get <laughs> to see. May need one for my wall. But. Is, is that and, one like a gringo something or another? Yeah. Like, it was so cheesy. I ringo, loved it. Ringo, so, ringo, the yeah. gringo. So, and I will say, so. kudos to Brad Pitt because that whole car scene, I was I was like, hmm, is he going to like have sex with her? Yeah, was, I thought he was going to. And I, thought he, I totally thought he was going to. Like, I did I was not. Like, I, I, and then he like checked and I was did like, you, uh, did you assume good for him. And then she's like, I'll blow you. And then he's like, nah, yo. I actually, and I was like, kudos, sir. I was like torn. I actually was torn because. Well, he says. Go ahead, Chris. I was going to say, like, he makes mention. He's just like going back to your conversation uh, about him, like the controversies that he has prior. He was just like, they've tried to get me to jail and you're not going to be it either. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just like, no, like he can't be got. So here's yeah. here's the here's the here, here's kind of the point that I think is really interesting is that throughout the whole movie, he's his great friend. He's very calculated. He's very like he's like he's like a person who's you know who's like highly trained and, and like and and he's not impulsive at all. He's not the type of person no. to be impulsive. So if you know that he wouldn't get a girl that's under eighteen and, and have sex with her, and, and if we know that he's the kind of guy who helps out his friend and does all these things, then we also know that he's the kind of guy that in an argument against him and, and like and like his his, his 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 wife he would hold his anger i don't think he would kill her i ah, think i you think did say that yeah. he did shoot no, her but no i I, I, I said her. it is assumed that no, before that you did say he did you shoot assume her. that that he should but like but i like the ambiguity of it but you know what also when you take you make that decision of yeah. what do you think he did also changes how you feel about the ending totally because you could see he's just a woman beater that just, remember that scene where he just bashes that the who deserved who it. deserved it who <laughs> bashes her head into the into the you can see i'm like oh man this guy kills his wife now i can pass on that because he she was trying to kill him and she's fucking nuts so so i mean oh, i think it's, i think the movie scene. does a lot but i guess now we could get to the finale <laughs> that flamethrower scene bro so, oh <laughs> my fucking the theater, god like clap so they were like, what do you guys? What do you guys think of the, the difference? Like with what happened in reality to, uh, yeah, I mean, it makes sense their motive see, because they're like, it was a we're cute, it was let's a happy not kill. ending, I guess. See, that's for, not, I don't think it's. A, I think it's a very sad ending. See, I'm for like, me, well, it, it, it just it never. It, this could have been an ending, right? Yeah. Like Sharon. Instead, it was a Sharon Tate's murder amongst with everyone in that house was one of like the darkest moments of like U.S. serial killers. So because like, it's like. 
because I feel like most of the audience going in knows the story of what actually happened. I think it was fine. Like I was fine that he didn't show it or that they didn't die, that we lived in that fantasy that she did. Because even like going back to like when she's new and like in the theater and like seeing herself for the first time acting, let's say really on the big screen, like that just shows me that like she was a star on the rise and all of that got ripped away when, she was murdered and the fact that what always gets me is that she was pregnant and they fucking just went and they They killed they killed her but they killed the fucking baby and like it's just it's just so wrong everything that happened and so i'm glad that in a way like the movie ended and we sort of got to keep the fantasy that she did live or what what so i i i interpret it as this is her murder hasn't happened yet the way no, that I saw no, the, no, I, no. that's the way I interpreted it. That the ending happened, and it was like it, this happy it was, ending. It was, but it was that, like her death has yeah. has it hasn't happened. And yet. I no, think that's why, the, why that, ahead, I think that's why they put the date yep. the date they, stamp on it, absolutely. so you knew that it was August 9th. And, this was supposed and to happen. Not even this that. Night. To, and it goes back to why I think the movie is very somber at the end is because you see Emil Hirsch's character is like, "What the fuck happened?" And then that moment where you have the score playing and them walking out the. Up the, going up the walk, up the, the driveway, uh, the, walkway, the driveway, yeah. and then you just see him like a happy moment, quote unquote, yeah. of Sharon meeting Rick, and then in my back in my mind During with that- the score playing, I'm like, man, what the fuck if that they would have lived, and then yeah. it shows that. It is an alternate perspective yeah. because okay. right at the end, you have the title card. Yeah. Yeah. Tarantino brilliantly waits to the end to show the title card mm-hmm. to make us re- realize she's not going to die tomorrow. This is my perspective. This is my fantasy once upon a time in hollywood yeah, yeah. so it'd it's be crazy, crazy to think tale. about like what would yeah. happen so it's crazy so it would be really really crazy if in tarantino's like his 10th like like if the movie like after this he makes a film where it takes place like in modern time or whatever and then you have like academy award you know like who, who, uh, oh, who sharon tate who, yeah <laughs> in like her 80s right who, uh, who, 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 who won like who won like a lifetime achievement award like that would be interesting because because he does that in his movies he includes other characters that were from other movies in in, he, in his movies so like in 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 this one he included um antonio 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 um um who's that director antonio um margariti what is he he was the. That's the name of the person that the guy chose. Yes, from Inglorious Bastards. Bastards. Mm. You're right. So every one, yeah. every film in Tarantino, they from always memory. have a crossover character. So I would not be surprised if, if the character of Sharon Tate is in, in, in Tarantino's last movie. His so tenth film. In your in your uh, in your description of that final scene, yeah. I think it hit me on why we spend so much time on Sharon Tate's backstory. Then, thank you, because now it makes you feel that much more of like a relief when she doesn't get killed. Because at the that very scene, end. that scene. In the theater, it's so important to the movie's end because you have this happiness for her, like she made it. Yeah, and she's and not only did she made it, you're audience right. love her. You're invested into her so survival. So that last now because... scene of them walking in, you're going to be sad because you know that's not what really happened, and you're like, right. "Fuck, a career wasted, a life wasted, two lives fair. wasted." Do you fair. guys no, all think fair. I'm wrong that 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 it's not? Yes, you're that right. that sorry, she Serge. is like eventually dies. <laughs> no, sorry, Serge. <laughs> that demands that people come back and just start to kill uh, him. I, I think no, the, 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 t- the title card was the thing that kind of gave me that closure where this was like him saying like this is a fantasy this is uh-huh. this a fairy is, tale this, oh, yeah, fairy tale okay. yeah so uh, it was like an alternate reality kind of yeah. like inglorious how, how that uh, was they yeah. Hitler, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100%. yeah i just think like it makes me more interested like what would come actually next because like jenny pointed out like 
Roman Polanski's life takes a very, very dark, dark yeah. turn. Yeah. Right. Like, so, he may not have raped that 13-year-old girl. Whoa. Well, he did. She... He did rape her, Chris. <laughs> he did. Oh, no, I know. It's, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's so harsh. It's so harsh. Yeah, but it's reality. Well, like, well I mean, Chris, yeah, remember, they, 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 David just mentioned how he gets hard-ons from, like, you know, movies and stuff. So, like, Jenny's, Jenny's in a dark place Forgot herself right now. <laughs> so, no, it's true. Like, it's crazy how, like you said, Chris and Jenny, like. It's true. Yeah. Like, what would catalyst. Roman Polanski, because Roman Polanski was probably the hottest yeah. director at the time. in Hollywood at the time. Mm. They weren't, like, overbloating that in the movie. He no, no, they did a really hot. good job of showing that, too. He wasn't always a scumbag. And, and then, like, it's also, like, the first, like, super, super publicized, like, home invasion. Like, that, yeah. like after that, like, you started locking your locking doors. Locking your like, doors, Because like, yeah. celebrities like, were untouchable. Crazy. There's a there's a movie that sucks from a few years ago, probably 21 years ago. Us, uh, Son of Summer of Sam. Yes, I don't like that movie because I like that movie. The the, I liked the it. son the Son of Sam murders are a backdrop to the movie, but they I don't think he incorporates it well the way this movie does. I gotcha. So that's the reason I also compared it to a lot when I I'm like this movie fucking sucks. I can and see And then that. this one's like so brilliant. Well, the timeline of the Manson murders though, like it. They, they were, were the, a few years before. They were, right? Mm-hmm. Before, you, so, like, during Dalton's whole, like, career crazy... He would have... If we look in the future of Dalton, he would be alive during the Son of Sam murders because I think they begin in early... Mid, I think it's 72. 72, 73. And okay. they go on for, like, another three years. So, and Sharon Tate's so, murder was at the, at the height of it or the beginning, the beginning of it? Of it. Beginning the beginning of it. The Manson murder started it all. So, if Dalton survives and he's alive for all this time afterwards, is he still, like, an actor who's washed up? Or do you think he has a resurgence? I think he'd probably be dead. You think he'd be dead? <laughs> he was, like, 40 at the time. At so, the, yeah, if it's but I mean, like, it, be, yeah, but, like, if, if they make a movie, like, a couple decades afterwards. Like, well, they kind of... Pointed it out that he does have with the spaghetti westerns that yeah. he has. Yeah, a, yeah, he uh, just has a, so, a small following. Tarantino does it again for me. Like Leo. how I would rank him. DiCaprio did it for me. DiCaprio and Prey were the best scenes of the movie. Easily. Um, yeah. Ryan, you're back, so watch it whenever you can. Uh, ranking, oh, yeah, hopefully this week. Ranking my Tarantino films, I have Death Proof at the last. Yes, because that movie's not with you good. I have sucks. Jackie Brown, which I find extremely overrated as my as my number eight. I have The Hateful Eight. Then I have Kill Bill Volume Two. You have Hateful Eight that low? Yeah, you talking about overblown dialogue. That movie's yeah, it's all dialogue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, true. It's true. Kill Bill Volume Two. Yeah, agreed. Then agreed. Kill Bill Volume One. Okay. Then we get into my top five. Nice. I actually have Reservoir Dogs as number five. Oh okay. my gosh. Uh, then I have Django, Inglorious Bastards, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and then Pulp Fiction is his masterpiece. Yeah, Pulp Fiction was is ever gonna get touched. So, all right, guys, that yeah. brings us to. While we're here today, I don't think you have this. Our age, I don't our, our age. age brings us. So to this. I don't have your age for, uh, for, for our hundredth for our hundredth episode. Actually, before we get started, I actually have three, a few moments that I loved from our hundred episodes. Okay. And since Lou's here, I Aww. think he'll remember one of these. Okay. The first one. <clears throat> Let's see if I can get the voice. Uh-huh. Oh my God! It's Leo's dick. <laughs> <laughs> please, that was- please, mother effing, give context. So this is was, for the love amazing. of God. So this, is early, this, this is early on, like uh, probably. Was like, that the whole Jonah Hill thing? Yeah. Oh, so we're God. watching Wolf of Wall Street, and I mock Jenny. She didn't really say, say this, that. But we're watching, we're watching Wolf of Wall Street, <laughs> and in Wolf of Wall Street, Jonah Hill pulls out his been dick. Like speechless. And then on the episode, I'm like, Jenny just got all crazy. She's like, Oh my God, it's Leo's dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Lee, uh, Lou and, and G laughed for like hours. Yeah, I, and I, I never died. forgot that moment. Um, I also have uh, <laughs> G's Boys in the Hood story. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic. So uh, what was her name? Uh, front of the show, Lori? Lori. 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 So 
one of G's friends, Lori, saw Boys in the Hood, and she goes to G. She's like, I'm, <laughs> she's like, I'm so sorry you went through that. I think you had. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. Yo! <laughs> like. To this day, I think he's it's... from Redondo Beach. Yeah, he's from nowhere in the hood. I mean, the mean streets of Redondo Beach. <laughs> <laughs> he was boy in the beach. <laughs> Yo, um, another one, Ryan. Like this one is the Dark Knight being number five on a certain <laughs> guest host list because Ryan's reaction is still hilarious to me. And I actually think this is more behind the scenes. It's Lou and I trying to get that first episode in the can. <laughs> Oh my god! It took us like five hours to get like the <laughs> intro in because yeah. I was like nervous <laughs> as shit, and now you can't shut me up. But I was like nervous as shit, That's so awesome. it was like going back it was, to it was where like we are now. Takes. That's awesome. yeah, it took a lot of take going back to where we are now. Like I can talk freely on this. It was like reminiscing, and I'm like, man, we've come a long way. That's, That's cool. Hundred episodes so playing with the sound, dealing with Skype internet issues, word. fun yeah. stuff. So <laughs> to commemorate our hundredth episode, we decided to look at favorites instead of favorites. going to top ten this, top ten that. We've been alive for different amount of years, each one of us. We can so all go around and give our age. Is we have put together a list of our favorite films from every year we've been alive. Dude, I'm not gonna lie to you. At first, when you first proposed this, I was like, "This is gonna be ridiculous. This is gonna be like so boring." This became one of the most like so crushing. Ryan said the same thing. Wait, is, is this homework I was supposed to do? No, no. This is just for. <laughs> For Lee, Lou was coming back for today, and, and then you can chime in though. You oh, can chime it, oh in. it's for the important people. No, you're, you're, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> my, my mom doesn't even think I'm important. So to, we're not going to go through everyone individually. Oh, screw we're you! Do I came group. out 34. Yeah. I'm yeah. saying 34. No, no, no. So, I mean, we're going to do. I got a whole chart to go through, bro. So I'm going to start it off, and we're going to do 19 from my from your birth year okay. to 1996. Got it. Is that fair to you? Okay. Good. Okay. So I'm going to start off. I was born in 1986. How old are you? 32. Do the math, people. 32. <laughs> <laughs> you're not 32. 33. Are you 33? He's 32. I'm 32. 32. Yeah, 30, 33. I'm, I'm 33. Oh, yeah, you're 33 because yeah, you've been for a while. We're really bad at math. <laughs> so, all right. So, 1986. My favorite film in 1986 was Aliens. Okay. Wow. My One-year-old day was watching Aliens. My favorite film in 1987, it was between Full Metal Jacket and The Lost Boys, and I went with Full Metal Jacket. Nice. My favorite film of 1988, it came down between Die Hard, Beetlejuice, and Rain Man. That was rough. You got to pick one. I yeah. know. I'm going to. I picked yeah. Beetlejuice. Because I had to list a bunch, I'm and then gonna, I had to pick one. I am going to pick one. I was I'm just with Jenny on the this options one. I had. <laughs> Screw the options. Give God us your winner. David, David, Give one. us your winner. Give us your winner. So, 1988 <laughs> was Beetlejuice. Nice. Beetlejuice. 1989, I mean, I don't even need to say it. Nice. Batman 89. Uh, 1990 was Goodfellas. 1991, right. um... It was either Terminator 2 Judgment Day or Cape Fear or JFK or Silence of the Lambs oh God. or Hook. Give us and, one. And I went with Terminator 2 okay. Judgment Day. 1992 was Batman Returns. And 1993 there was like was actually the one of the hardest really for me. Good year. So 1993 had Jurassic Park, uh, Bronx Tale. So I think the best movie of 1993 was Schindler's List. But my favorite movie of 1993 is a hot take. It's The Fucking Fugitive. <laughs> Good movie. I it was the fr- I'm one glad of the, you went fanboy rather than yeah. actual quality. I mean, The Fugitive was an Oscar film but too, still. but like it was one of the first serious movies I saw when I was a kid, and I like fell in love with it right Speaking away. Of not killing your wife. Hey, um, <laughs> 1994 is Pulp Fiction. It's my favorite. It's, I think it's the best movie of the 90s. And then, Jen, I'm gonna do a quote. 1995. My favorite movie is. 
because she's got a great ass <laughs> and you got your head all the way up it. Yeah. <laughs> what movie is that? Isn't that Heat? Yes. 1995 <laughs> is Heat. Like, I hope so. So, Lou, since you're, you're well, coming back today. So, we're only going to 95. Yeah, yeah you 95. Said 96. Oh, okay. So, yeah. 1996 would be Scream. Okay. Okay. So, I'm next? 19. Yeah. Yes. Ryan are the ones that I'm like yeah. how old are you Lou I'm 30 <laughs> I was born in 88 88 oh yeah. you're missing some really three great right, awesome you know? years in there alright let's do, let's do this you guys held it down for me though uh, 88 was Who Framed Roger Rabbit good, good one. one that's a good one 89 nice. was Batman okay come on Yeah. Uh, 90 was Goodfellas 91 this one's for G his boys in the hood Nice. nice. <laughs> a true life story. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, we're sorry you had to go through that, man. Um, 92 was Batman Returns. 93 was Schindler's List. R- really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, if I had to pick one of the movies that came Good out of the year. Good shit, Lou. Yeah. Uh, 94 was Lion King. Yes. Oh, well, yes. Yeah. 1995 was Friday. Oh, <laughs> duh, duh, yeah. And 1996 was Space it. Jam. Space oh, my Jam. God. Oh, no, I'm, I can't be mad. I can't be mad about that. Space Jam. Listen, Space Jam. I love Michael Jordan. That movie fucking sucks. Yeah, but you gotta come on his jam and welcome to his favorite stuff. <laughs> oh my god! All right, uh, Jen, go. Okay, so uh, how old am I? I'm 31. I'll be 32 <laughs> this year. <laughs> so okay, 87. I went with Mannequin. Woof. Wow. 88. Working Girl. Woof. Aww. Eight. Stop woofing, okay? I'm gonna mute <laughs> your mic right now. <laughs> and it's the mic off. has been muted. <laughs> 89. When Harry met Sally. <laughs> 1990 I think, I think i think you mean batman what can it be goodfellas 91 my girl that was rough though that was rough what was the other options uh the adams family don't tell mom the babysitter's dead hook and father of the bride you were good until you don't tell mom the babysitter's no dead. that's a good movie no, good. sue ellen whatever 92 a league of their own oh yes 93 a bronx tale 94 reality bites Ooh. Although Pulp Fiction is in, on my list, but I had to choose along with the next Karate Kid. What? Where's what? Chris? Wait, what? <laughs> wait, wait, whoa, 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 wait, wait, hold on, Chris, <laughs> chime in, please. <laughs> Hillary Swank. I don't know what you're talking about. You're talking about that that remake they did. Hillary Swank. What? Awesome. All right, ninety-five, Clueless, and ninety-six. I'm gonna need some of my wedding money back. <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. Good luck. 96, The First Wives Club. Oh, my God. Wow. Um, All right. Leo, you're up. So, luckily, as the eldest statesman so far. Oh, you got 1985. 1985, Back to the Future. 1986, Top Gun. 1987, Dirty Dancing. (laughs) 1989, 1988, Beetlejuice. High five. 89, Goes Without Saying, Batman. 1990, Edward Scissorhands. 1991, oh. Terminator Ooh. 2. We had an uh. I, I heard an uh. Terminator I'm 2. Sorry. 1992, A Few Good Men. I actually still have to see that. I've never seen that. Uh. 1993, Jurassic Park. Okay. 1994, Lion King. 1995, <laughs> Seven. Nice. nice. And 1996, A Time to Kill. Oh, nice. All right, Ryan, go ahead. 90, uh, I'm, I think I'm the baby of the group here. Uh, I was born in 90. 90 for me, Goodfellas, hands down. That was like the first runaway year. Uh, 91, Hook. 92, Batman Returns. 93, Mask of the Phantasm. 94, nice. Clerks. 95, Toy Story. And 96, Space Jam. Oh. Yeah, another Space Jam. <laughs> Chris, take us home. <laughs> 89, 
Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh, of course. He was oh, my it. God. That's not fair. He was in it. Yeah, you were in it. I don't think <laughs> <it was. laughs> I did good work. I did good work. Oh. <laughs> uh, 90, I did Home Alone. I watch Home Alone often because I just went straight favorites. 91, uh, I did The Addams Family. Okay. 92, Aladdin. Very close runner-up for me was White Man Can't Jump. Nah, that's a good one. Uh, 93, Jurassic Park. Okay. 94, D2, The Mighty Ducks. <laughs> that's such a good one. <laughs> good stuff. I, so it's such a good movie. They put Charlie Where He Belongs on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, 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 hold up. I got to chime. You're not a fan of Char- Charlie Conway? I'm, he's, he's a, a great coach. He's, he's a, a trash hockey player. He was good in D3. Garbage. And he hit the triple deke in D1. The triple D get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, keep going. Um, ninety-five Toy Story, and then ninety-six. Uh, I did Scream. All right, uh, Serge, if you have any, well, I don't have a list of movies. All right, from, how about from, from what's your 86? favorite film from the year you were born? Eighty-six. Yeah. If you can try to tell me some films that were that came out in eighty-six, look it up while we do. Go All right, hold one. on, guys. All right. I'm going uh, on Google. So from right now, now we'll go from nineteen ninety-seven. To 2007. So, my 1997 favorite film is L.A. Confidential. Mm-hmm. My 1998 was... This was actually harder. Uh, this one had Saving Private Ryan. This yeah. had American History X. I actually am going to go with one of my favorite basketball movies, He Got Game. Okay. Um, 1999, Fight Club. 2000 was American Psycho. 2001 was Donnie Darko. Ooh. 2002 was... Oh, the Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Okay. Oh, 2003 was The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. 2000. Why? I made a face. What's that face for? She said those snore faces. It's face. You don't like Lord of the Rings? No, I'm, talking, I'm speaking for Jen. He's like, I don't want none of that fire. You gotta get that off the Jen. That smoke is too crazy right now, yo. 2004. the moon there. So 2004, I was going to go with Spider-Man 2. But I, I thought of a movie that really shocked me when I first saw it in theaters, and that was Saw. So I actually put Dude, Saw in nice. 2004. Yeah. And nice. then finally, 2005, Batman Begins. Go ahead, look. 2007, buddy. Oh, shit. <laughs> I forgot my rules. <laughs> so your rules. rules. Uh, 2006 is The Departed. And then 2007 is uh, There Will Be Blood. Okay. Wow, good one. All Another right, one so 1997, Men in Black. Oh my nice. god! <laughs> nah, it's nice. a good movie. That's nice. a great yeah. movie. That's a great. 1998 movie. is Saving Ryan. You know yes. that's like one of my top yep. movies of all time. Uh, 1999 is the Blair Witch Project. Ooh, <laughs> that movie. And I knew that was gonna get dangerous. Oh, that movie fucking <laughs> sucks wow. so much. It's the worst horror movie I've ever seen. Oh my god! It is Am I gonna old... have to chime in? Dude, that movie is fucking <laughs> trash. I, like, it started. I it's interesting. It started the worst subgenre of horror. It's my ever favorite subgenre of horror. POV. Not yelling, David. Oh my god! Our levels are on red right sorry, now. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's, it's blood pressure. Camera. <laughs> the Blair Witch Project is fucking terrible. I hate found footage. I, found, it's my guilty pleasure. It's my guilty pleasure. Found footage I'll watch are, them all. Yeah. It, I hate it for many reasons. One, because I don't think it's a very good movie. I think it's extremely overrated. Yeah. I think it got a lot of praise because it, it was this new subgenre mm-hmm. of horror. But the reality is, if you watch it in 2019, that movie's yeah. fucking boring. It's fucking terrible. But for the year it came out, 
It, I, it was amazing. I also time. I also didn't see that movie till like two years ago, and oh. I immediately hated it. I thought oh. it was fucking. See, awful. I saw it on the day it came out, and I was like in eighth grade, and all of us were all convinced that it was real. That that mm-hmm. it, like it was actually a VCR. And like 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 a tape yeah. that that is recorded. So I saw it like going in there, like like am I seeing th- this shit for real? Like is this yeah. actually happening? So like I think the age that I saw it in and and, and the impact it had on me, where it's not scripted, it's yeah. stuff that kind of in a way happened. Like yeah. I I like being like immersed in that kind of. In, if you like, think it's real, in the fantasy, yeah. If you think it's real, the story doesn't doesn't yeah. have to make sense. Like so, you're just seeing something you think is real. I think yeah. out of all that sub. Genre of found footage. I think I only like one. Cloverfield. That's Cloverfield. That's Cloverfield it. I hate dope. every. Fa- I mean, I love and I guess I love Paranormal Activity Part Three. I really like, and I, I like the first two. No, those are found footage. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That Part Three I find the best, and then yeah. the rest are trash, and that's about it. I you didn't like the fun. first two? They're fine. The Paranormal Activity. Yeah. I, I, I like you know what the thing is? I remember seeing it in 2009, and they hyped it up as the scariest movie. But they always do that, yeah. and I found I'm like, oh, this is fine. Oh, you drop a blanket. <laughs> and supposed to be someone there, so that's kind of where I'm at. But go ahead, Lord, um, boy. Year 2000, I did um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I hate that movie. <laughs> I fucking Classic. hate that movie. Classic. He stole your uh, Christmas. Uh, 2001's Training Day. Nice. Training Day is awesome. 2002. Friday after next. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. <laughs> go ahead. We get a little crazy. Oh, we're gonna get crazy. Um. <laughs> 2003, Bad Boys 2. Oh. You know, like, ba- no, that Bad Boys 2 was a great oh. movie. Great? Great. <laughs> 2004, uh, Harry Potter, The Prisoner of Azkaban. Nice. That's a good one. Right. 2005, The 40 Year Old Virgin. Okay. Uh, 2006, Departed. Departed. Nice. And awesome. 2007, The Greatest Comedy Made Ever, Super Bad. Super Bad was really ah. good. You yeah. know what? I forgot Superbad was 07. Yeah, and it, introdu- I, I it, it introduced me to... To what? <laughs> <laughs> to Bay. To, 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 to Oh. <laughs> Emma Stone. Like, Yo, you drew a lot of dicks in that movie. I don't know what you did. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite... It's funny. For that movie, my favorite joke still remains at the end of the movie where he's buying pants. And he's like... <laughs> he's like, he's like, It's like stuffed in there. It's like a division sign. <laughs> Go ahead, Leo. All right, so at this point, I'm about to... Oh, sorry. Wait, no, it's not me. I cut you off. Yeah, it's Jenny. <laughs> Go ahead, Jennifer. He Damn. forgets me. It's cool. Just the wife. Yes. Jess. Yes. 1997. Titanic. No. What's the other one from 97? I don't know what's the if, other if, one. If it's mine, that's awesome. Selena. Oh. oh. Selena, <laughs> was not, Selena was 1997? Mm-hmm. Are you sure it wasn't 96? Yep, 97. Ooh. Check her. Wow, you're fact yeah, checking your wife. You're yeah, fact checking your wife on the air. I am. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. There you go. Wow, and she's and she's proving him wrong on the air. Anyway, Trash. 1998. I'd rather watch. You've Titanic. got mail. Ugh. 1999. She's all that. 2000. Miss Congeniality. The Coyote Ugly was almost there. Oh my god, Ooh, that's such a good movie. That's such a good movie. 2001. Legally Blonde. Ugh. 2002. Brown Sugar. 2003, Love Actually. Yes. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, hot take. I saw Love Actually for the first time last year. He didn't like it. sucks. It does not suck. That movie's fucking boring. It's not boring. Go ahead. 2004, 13 going on 30. Yeah. Is that when you first fell in love with Mark Ruffalo or is it something else? Mm, that was around there, around that time. 2005, Walk the Line. 2006, The Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. And 2007, Ratatouille. Okay. Whoa. Nice. 
You don't like Ratatouille? It's hard. I actually Over found Brave? It, yeah. I found it much I like easier that. to do my early, like my oldest early. list to yeah. like, modern. than it was it modern. Gets, yeah. Only because I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of these movies I've watched so many times and this, the nostalgia is there, all the feels, like just everything, all my memories. But then some of these movies, like as of late, like I don't have that same, uh, you know, other Ratatouille's than like ones for. that, yeah. So, all right, I think, so with me, I realized that I started losing all my credibility for all the things I think I'm a fan of. <laughs> so like the, ni- <laughs> the, the 97 to 2007 list, I lost my man card. Let's hear it. <laughs> so uh 97 face off i love face off good movie Your oh, man oh, oh wait, wait, wait 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 uh 98 saving private ryan okay 99 fight club okay you're doing great 2000 snatch oh you just I, said I, two of my f- of the greatest films of all 2001 time serendipity love oh yes. i love serendipity, serendipity was awesome. 2002 eight mile yeah. nice 2003 yeah. Ooh, love actually Ugh. 2004, Wolf. Saw. 2005, Wedding Crashers. Ah, yes. 2006, The Departed. 2007, I Am Legend. No, you... I, I, I felt so conflicted losing like some of those rom-coms no, to like... I'm like, oh, who you're good. am I? Yeah, if you like them, you like them. Yeah, you're there. good. All right, Ryan, go ahead. Uh, 97, Chasing Amy. 98, The Truman Show. Nice. 99, uh... South Park, bigger, longer, uncut. <laughs> 2000, X Men. 2001, Jane, Silent Bob. Strike back. Uh, 2002, The New Guy. Oh 2000... my God, Brian. Brian, <laughs> hold the fuck. I hold the front door. I, I still find it very enjoyable. <laughs> oh my... Chris, you want to chime in? Uh, so two, where was I? 2003, Pirates of the Caribbean. Not first, even Curse, of the, Curse of the Black Pearl. Oh, the new guy's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it. I think even Chris, uh, in the, even Chris in the background is like, I'm not. It's not even worth it. It's, it's. I'm done. Go ahead, Brian. 2004. 2004, Spider-Man 2. Okay. 2005, Revenge of the Sith. Over Batman Begins. I, I don't know. Like I went with that. I went with that iconic scene. I think that there's more that stands out to me in Revenge of the Sith than Batman Begins. I love Batman Begins. It's yeah. like number two here. But I just wait. What, I, what iconic scene Star from Wars Revenge of the Sith? The, you were the chosen one. <laughs> that one, or? you're hurting me, Annie. <laughs> wow, your your Anakin and Obi Wan is ex- identical to your Jenny. Thank I've you. realized that. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's it. Um, right, Two thousand six. Two thousand six. Clerks two, and two thousand seven. Although the movie was a major disappointment, I went with just the hype oh and how much God. I was looking forward to I it. Don't like the setup at the time, the Simpsons movie. I didn't Aww, hate the Simpsons movie. Cute. Fun right. fact, the only reason I went to see the Simpsons movie is because before that was the teaser trailer to The Dark Knight. <laughs> nice. The only reason I saw did the Simpsons movie. True. No. Simpsons movie? Uh, we saw I Am Legend when they showed the first full trailer to okay. The Dark Knight. Okay. Yeah, I only saw some movies in 2007 because it was before YouTube just to see yeah. The Dark Knight stuff. Yeah. I just wanna, has anybody told um, like Alex? Oh, not Alex. <laughs> My bad I called you Alex. <laughs> They already told him that Kevin Smith does not like listen to this podcast. <laughs> hey, come on, Ryan. You know he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> you can give us a real list. My favorite movie. <laughs> Yo, I felt like so bad. I didn't put Batman in here. I didn't put any X Men movies in here yet. I'm like, this is like. Yet. Yet. Okay. Just making sure. All right. That All right. Is... Uh, Chris, round. Finish this off. Uh, 97. I did Hercules. 
The, an- uh, the animated so movie? for me, too. Yeah. Oh, okay. 98. Um, it was between The Truman Show and Armageddon. I watch Armageddon a lot. Yeah, yeah. Armageddon's good, I, man. I, he's right. He's so, so right. I, I saw Armageddon after the song craze. Chris, I really didn't have any... Armageddon yes. or Deep Impact? Armageddon. 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 I wanted Broken Arrow in here. So I, I wanted The Rock in oh, here. Oh, Broken Arrow is good. I hate Michael Actually. Bay, but I love The Rock. I think The Rock is a really solid movie. Uh, go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Um, 99, I did Dogma. Nice. 2000, nice. 2000, I did Remember the Titans. Very nice. nice. Very nice. 2001, Shrek. 2002, 8 Mile. Uh, 90... 2003. I, I, I skipped 2001. <laughs> I, I blacked out. And then... No, I didn't. No, you didn't. What year am I on? 2003. 2003. Oh, Pirates of the Caribbean. And then 2004, I did Shaun of the Dead or The Incredibles. Okay. And then 2005... There was another two for it. was like 40-year-old virgin or wedding crashes. Nice. You really can't pick one. 2006, Click. And Ooh, then 2007, nice. Super Bad. Oh, Lou and, I, Lou and I legit had the same face <laughs> when you said Click. Yeah, I love that movie. Do you love that movie because of the lead? It honestly makes me cry. The end, right? Uh, where, where he dies? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, okay. yeah like, well, he just wants to do everything right in his life. Oh. Okay, we're getting serious into each other right now. That's why I thought this was a good idea. Serge, you had time to think. What's your favorite movie from the year you were born? 86? I think (laughs) Aliens came out in 86, right? Aliens was dope. So I'll go with Aliens. The hardest year to me was the year I was born. Uh, Oh, I realized that 87 had a lot of hits. Like, I was like. I was like surprised. So you had Dirty Dancing, you had Mannequin, Adventures in Babies, like just a lot of fun movies. I also felt like as I was going through all of the lists, I realized movie production has just exponentially increased, yes. good and bad. Yeah. Because I was going through all like the hits, and usually you had one movie a week release for the most part. Yeah. And then as you get through the 90s and then the 2000s, forget it. It's like seven movies, you know, like eight, nine, ten movies a month. So, to what we have now. So 2008, here we go. If no, if we don't all have the same movie for 2008, <laughs> I may, I may I be Iron I mean, Man. I may be. I know. <laughs> I'm yes, getting a I divorce. I was so close. Uh, so conflicted. This you know, is you know my Jen, divorce. You know, Jen keeps a wrong comment in her pocket. McConaughey must have done something that year. We all know he did. Well, what movie did Catherine Heigl come out with? <laughs> yeah, right. So 2008. If we, we all want to say it at the same time for 2008, Iron Man. He should have been Iron Man. <laughs> but yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So three. I know either way. Three, two, one. The, the Dark Knight. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. There you, go. There you fucking go. Uh, Keep that Jason same energy. I need, to, I need to start my Third divorce crush. proceedings. Hey, <laughs> it's your favorite movie that you can watch over can't, and over again. This You're going to watch Sarah Marshall, Sarah Marshall with The Dark Knight? Over oh. The Dark Knight? Yeah, this is hilarious. I've seen Knight. it like three times. Oh. Yeah. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. Forgetting I actually, Sarah Marshall's funny. I actually think it's aggressively mediocre. I don't well, like it. If you look at the movie mediocre, are you just putting adjectives together just to put them together? It sounds it good, though, right? It does sound really good. I like how I like, used that. That doesn't make sense at all. 2008 had Gran Torino. Yes. Tropic Thunder was Tropic 2008. Thunder, me too. Oh, the Wrestler year, but... came out 2008. I, I think Dark Knight's right. the best movie of the 2000s. I'm not saying forgetting Sarah Marshall wasn't. Like was the best movie ever made in 2008. No shot. No, but it's just a TV favorite yeah, that I can watch sure. over and over again. That's oh no, that's really... fine. I just thought it, I wish it was a good comedy. It's a good comedy. <laughs> wow, that was aggressively <laughs> passive aggressive. <laughs> Russell Brand for how many years? It's not better than Dark Knight. Finally got rid of him. Yeah. Yeah, right. All right, so I 
Thank you for saying Jenny True and doing a rom com. High five. Aww. <laughs> All right. Two thousand. My two thousand nine is Inglorious Bastards. Yes. Uh, two thousand ten is a Social Network, and we're going to two thousand eighteen right now. Got it. Did, did, <laughs> She doesn't like the social network. Nah. Oh, okay. We're on 2008 now. You're so. right, you're right. All right. So as I was saying, 2010 social network, 2011 Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part two. Nice. Um, 2012, the perks of being a wallflower. 2000- what? What? <laughs> 2012. Really? Yeah. It's, I think I think one, I think it's a better movie than the Avengers. And oh I also, God. I also enjoy watching it a lot more than the Avengers. Um, there's only one Marvel movie on my list. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, so that's, that's true. 2013, The Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, 2014. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that. Yeah, was. I don't know what that was either. 2014 was uh, I this one You'll was actually that. the only one that I really couldn't decide was either Boyhood or Whiplash. Uh, 2015 was Star Wars: The Force Awakens. I think everyone knows what 2016 is. La La Land and 2017 actually uh, my 2017 and 18 changed rankings from where I had it um, why is Darth Vader on the podcast all of a sudden as soon as you mentioned Force Awakens oh, that's probably that's it probably it 2017 was Star Wars The Last Jedi and 2018 was 8th grade oh so we're saving 2019 for the last yeah. one which I think we may all have which actually I didn't even pick 2019 because oh. we're not even done with the year I yet though I know I, I know right. I'm going for 2019 yeah. so there's nothing going to change that alright so Lou go ahead uh, 2008 of course The Dark Knight we said that already 2009 I have a tie with The Hangover and Inglourious Bastards love The Hangover pick one. yeah love The Hangover um, 2010 Two Story 3 2011 Rise of the Planet of the Apes Ooh. good one Lou good one 2012 Avengers Thank you. Uh, 2013, The Wolf of Wall Street. Nice. 2014, Winter Soldier. Yes. 2015, Straight Outta Compton. Yes. Oh, good one. Love the love for Straight Outta Compton. Thank you, thank you. 2000, like I made the movie. (laughs) (laughs) You did did fantastic. I feel sorry you had to live through that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Full circle, guys. How was recording? Huh? How was recording during the 80s? You know, A lot to go through, man. You know, the te- technology wasn't there yet. <laughs> uh, 2016 is Civil War. Okay. 2017, It, obviously. Oh, obviously. Oh, yeah, 2018, Infinity War, or Into the Spider-Verse, depending yes. which one. Yes. Depending on the day of the week. Yep. All right, uh, Jen, go ahead. Uh, 2008, like yeah, I said, Sarah. forgetting Sarah Marshall. 2009, Oof. Up. 2010, Toy Story 3. 2011, Keep going. Bridesmaids. Ooh. 2012, The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Yeah. Also. Ooh. 2013, The Wolf of Wall Street. That's what that look was. Because well, well, we literally that? had two back to back. Oh. Uh, Yo, so far, that's a consensus for that year, too. 2014. Yeah. So this was this is where it got really hard. So I had to just pick my favorites of the year. Not necessarily I might not watch these all the time right now. But maybe, you know. 2014, The Fault in Our Stars. Because I thought it did a really good book adaptation 2015 creed yes Ooh, that movie gets really hyped. good one 2016 don't breathe because really I, wow yeah i really i did not see that i didn't think you were really, gonna go with that one i thought it was a really good movie i don't know i guess just the whole concept and I, just the twist 2017 wonder woman mm-hmm. 2018 Shocking. a star is born that's a good one and that's we'll it. save the last one for 
All right, Leo, go ahead. All right, 2008. I'll just do the Dark MCU? Night. Yeah. Just yeah. Go well, at this MCU. point, yeah, I guess really, I, get, I, get, I, I, get, I become Ryan at this point. Okay, go it's ahead. just straight up MCU. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> uh, no, 2009, The Hangover. 2010, Inception. Mm. 2011, oh. The Help. 2012, Avengers. 2013, Wolf of Wall Street. 2014, Winter Soldier. 2015, Room. Oh, not the room, right? Not the room. <laughs> 2016, Civil War. 2017, Ragnarok. Mm. Now it's for the three. 2018, that, yeah. 18, Infinity War. Infinity War. Lou, were you the one that said when they told you to watch Room, you actually, that's how you no, found the I room? No, I when I recommended the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I recommended somebody to watch Room, but I said The Room. And they, and watched, they came back to the day like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen... Got uh, Ryan, Leo, and Chris. Have you guys seen the room? Not the. I've seen the. No, uh, I've no. seen the, the trailers of the parodies, and like, I have not watched the, the actual movie. The room is a godsend of yeah. a movie. Yeah. It yeah. Is Tommy his... Tommy Rousseau. What's his name? Tommy, Tommy Wiseau. Wiseau. Yeah. It is. When I mean funny, it is. Yeah. Genuinely, one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. It's, Mind you, it's a drama. It, yeah. it, it's it's one of those kind of films that like if you go in completely sober. You feel like you're stoned because <laughs> you don't know what the fuck is like going on. Like you have sex with belly buttons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it it's just like, it's such it's, a random and weird. Like like everything about it is so strange. Yeah, the acting is like weirdly over the top. It's everything I didn't know I needed in my yeah, life. I, yeah. Got it. Okay, fair enough. All right, go ahead, uh, Rye. Um, two thousand. We did two thousand eight. So two thousand nine. Are you going, going Marvel Land? Oh, nice one. Good one. Um, twenty ten Shutter Island. Ooh, I forgot about that movie. Leo uh, and Mark in a 2011. movie together. What was that, Jen? I'm sorry. Leo and Mark were in a movie together. Don't mind her. 2011, First Class. Uh, 2012, Avengers. 2013, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, consensus. 2014, uh, uh, Winter Soldier. 2015, Just Marvel. Force Awakens. Oh, mm, okay. 16, Deadpool. 17, Wonder Woman. In eighteen, I couldn't, I couldn't choose, so it's a tie between Spider Verse and Ready Player One. Nice, wow. I love the love Ready for Player Ready Player One. Ready Player One, I'm surprised. No, okay, I thought Ryan was going to comment on that. <laughs> no, so, yeah, no, like, it was really hard, but like when I thought of the movies, I stuck out. Like I've watched Spider Verse and Ready Player One a lot more okay. than I've seen Infinity War. Infinity War would be third, if anything, but okay. right. it was just those two. I, I've been staring at it pretty much this entire episode. Like, which one do I do? Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> All right, Chris, take us home. Uh, I, was, I just got a notification that Tom Grady. Just died. He died. Did he die? Oh, I'm sorry. Dang I got it. notification. He's just not, c- he got a contract. Broke his leg. Broke his leg. Broke his leg. He got a contract extension. <laughs> so Tom Brady's uh, going to so, play to like 65. Yeah. Him. It's going to be a great life. Um, <laughs> 2008. I'll go Iron Man. I don't care. I love that oh movie. I watched God. it more than anything that I, I think ever in my life. Uh, 2009, I had Zombieland. 2010, I had Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a nice uh, one. Really nice one. 2011, I did Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Um, 2012 Avengers 2013 I did The Wolf of Wall Street as well nice. I think 2014 unanimous. I did Guardians of the Galaxy oh that's such a good one 2015 I did Straight Outta Compton 2016 yeah. Civil War 2017 Logan and then 2018 Infinity War cool so so the only unanimous movie so far Wolf, is Wolf of Wall Street, Wall Street. which is great yeah. That's and, yeah. and Goodfellas no, I think mean, Goodfellas no, was unanimous was... And, and he picked Iron Man wasn't Goodfellas also for 90? No. 1990, I, I, who had different? Was, uh, I had Goodfellas. I, 
I did. I and, had Home and, Alone. Uh, so we're ha- we're eight months into this year, and my top two kind of alters it right now. For me. So Avengers Endgame is 2019 right now. Anyone different? No, Endgame. Game. How about you, Serge? Endgame Game was a great yeah, movie. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, I have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is like right there, but like I thought about everything I felt with Endgame, and it just like so go. So I think Jenny hit it on the head too. Like there's a big, big difference between the best film of the year and then your favorite film of the year. Yeah, and exactly. I think like yeah. Well, not even that. I'm actually when I do my top tens, I look at both. The combination. I do think Avengers is like a little bit better, even made so far than, than than Once Upon a Time. I got three that feels. can. I got three movies left that can kick it off, and that's uh, Star Irishman. Wars, Joker, Irishman. and Irishman. Yeah, and those are the only three left that I think will be able to kick it off. Now this was a really fun thing. I didn't expect to have that much of a, like a internal in me, struggle. Man. Have faith. I also like realized that I'm like, wow, some of these movies when I was going through all the lists, I didn't realize I was like, oh, that came out in 2005 or yeah. it didn't feel that long ago or, uh, or and then it just made me feel kind of old because then I was like, oh, well, word, so you know, like, and this whole <laughs> and, and this whole like thing, I, I felt like I'm the kid who didn't do the homework in class. <laughs> So like everybody's like answering and I'm just like just hey, tell, so just what's tell your... us your dog ate it and we're we're good to go. My dog <laughs> ate my homework guys. I'm sorry. This year, if you don't mind me asking. 86 and 93. 93? Yeah, just because I love Jurassic Park, but the feels I have for The Fugitive are like on another level cuz like I said it's one of the first ones. Cuz I'm going through like my notes as far as like when I was trying to pick up 2000 destroyed me. Because it was Gladiator, X Men, Memento, Snatch, Requiem for a Dream, and Remember the Titans. Snatch. So I love Requiem for a Dream, but I don't know if you guys feel the same way. It's a tough sit. It is. I I don't watch it often because it's very tough. Sit. I just figured the nostalgia like for Wolverine's first on screen was gonna win out there, and I was like, and I feel like I didn't. You can't because you shit on the X Men. So there's, I would <laughs> I would lay you to pieces if you put an X Men movie up there. But my yeah. my hard years were 94, 96, and 99. Uh, so 94, I had My Girl 2, Reality Bites, Speed, It Could yes. Happen to You, The I, Next Karate Kid, only you, <laughs> Pulp Fiction, I really, Santa Claus. I can't believe you put The Next Karate Kid. I thought you were just trolling was, Christian. No, I, for real. <laughs> 96, The Birdcage, The Craft. I love The Birdcage. Craft. Romeo and Juliet, <laughs> That Thing You Do, and Scream. Ooh, that thing you do is good too. Please don't use that voice ever again. <laughs> I had that song on my phone. Uh, 1999 was hard. She's all that. Simply irresistible. 200 cigarettes. 10 things I hate about you. Never been kissed. So that would have been like perfect for G because I'm sure he would have. Yeah. yeah. Love that. So it was rough. That it was, was it. It was a really fun so one. Yeah. That wraps up yeah, episode 100. Jam packed. Lou, thank you for coming back on. Of course. Serge, pleasure being back. I can't wait to debate you again. Debating on what? I don't know. We gotta find something else to debate on. Two of us have to watch a movie at the same time and like debate right after, and just like just have that conversation afterwards, like like, and record it and record it. You know, (laughs) I really enjoy doing our live updates on Facebook. Like, yeah, they're fun. As as we're watching it, like just try to comment as we're watching it. I I like doing that. Like, if we can keep doing that, we're gonna make you host it. Yeah, and then Chris, thanks again (laughs) for joining us. That's cool. Thank you guys for having me. You're more than welcome to join us anytime. Uh, Ryan, I guess you can come back. (laughs) (laughs) So as we come into this next hundred episodes, new logo on the way. Thanks to Lou for that. I'm going to see if I can get a new theme song for us. 
<laughs> I want to work on a new Can I song. sing it? This is real talk. <laughs> right? Like, it, I, I think I, I can, no? And we're going to, I'm going to try something. And Ryan, I give credit to Ryan on this idea. We're going to look back at our first couple of episodes and see how we feel one year later. Oh, rough. That's rough. So, coming Dope. soon, and someone I'm, one I'm really looking forward to is we're going to look back at our favorite 10 TV shows of all time. And look back to see what has changed. Lou, you're more than welcome to come on for that since you were a part of it. And um, I remember since we talked about Game of Thrones, I'm going to finish off this. Game of Thrones was already in my top 10 back then. And I was wondering, I I said back then, it needed to stick the landing to see where eventually I put it. Find out to see where it ends up. Mm -hmm. You know, honestly... All the hate I've given to, to to its final season, I still think it's one of the greatest shows it ever is. made, it ever. Is. Even if it has that that crappy season, I, I still think it's one of the greatest shows. I ever will made. I will leave it on this: Game of Thrones is still one of the greatest of all time. But in terms of, it may not be in my number one favorite of all time, but in terms of greatest TV shows, I think it's still Sopranos and Breaking Bad and everything else. Wow, I don't Seems think it, I don't think anything to me. Script wise, character development wise, I don't think anything really comes to. I mean, it's no Baywatch, near. but I guess you're fine. I love Baywatch. <laughs> <laughs> I sing that song all the time. The so, <laughs> so you need. but yeah, we'll find out in a few weeks where we stand with that, and see you next week, guys. Yeah.